I see you are talking about oral or intercourse. I, this is a subject that very interests me greatly. <laughs> uh, uh, here it is. Come on, talk again. We're having fun tonight. You popping it out, man. It ain't going to work that way. You got to say what you got to say. We're not playing tag here tonight. How are you feeling in that universe? Did it? You keep dropping off? Oh, I'm dropping off? No, I thought the other man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kept dropping off. He can't make up his mind. These guys, you know, you have these guys, these funny little guys out here. I remember being in New York City years ago, and one of the um, pastimes of a lot of young men, when they were young men, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, around in there. They get an older brother, you know, who had a license, 19 years old, whatever. And they go hang out a little bit. But this is before a lot of guys were going to clubs, per se, looking for serious relationships. They might have played basketball early, went to the gym, and they get a hold of somebody's car. You think you can get your father's car? Yeah, he ain't doing nothing tonight. So come on, let's, let's, let's go hang out. And hang out meant, you know, you're a bunch of guys with a car. And you're just kind of like hanging out, checking out women and going to the city and here and there. And one of the stops was always, is that me? Somebody got pots and pans? Anyway, there's some cooking's going on. So anyway, um, we'd always end up down the block where the prostitutes were. Oh, there was boy. always something. And I had friends of mine. I was the Mikey of the group. I was the youngest one. You know, everybody else was like 17, 18. I'm 15, 1.14. And I had one of my friends. I won't blow his name up. <laughs> he passed us oh, through every now and then. And he would say, we sitting in his basement. I said, what are we going to do? We got the car tonight. I don't know. What do you want to do? So the guy would say, I don't know. You don't know what you want to do? All of a sudden, they put me in it. Lance wants to go out and drive out there and look at the hookers. I'm like, I didn't say that. Yeah, look at him. He whispered it to me. He said it. He said it. They wanted to do it, but they put it on me. <laughs> like, <laughs> little did they know I had a secret double life that, you know, I didn't have to do that, but he blamed it on me. I was telling him that the other day. He was cracking up. Like, how you feel about that, man? You always put it on me. And everybody was, okay, okay, okay. Nobody said no. <laughs> and back in them days in the 70s, prostitutes, which we didn't really go to the buy anything. None of us did that, but there was no crack. So therefore, they, they looked, they were healthy looking. They were healthy looking. Yes, they were. You go out to the west side of Manhattan, I told you before, you have every single street swarming with women. You know, it was crazy. But um, going back to the topic, you know, it's the kind of thing where I've learned as we get older, we have certain preferences. And it may not be one or the other as far as the title is concerned, because we're going to go all over the place. But before I start, universe, come on now. You you, you, you in there with me on the, on the host level. Is there anything you want to say or anywhere you want to direct me to? <laughs> You're like, yeah, we're going to lay in the front. We're going to hit. <laughs> Said, Don't be pulling me out. I know you're going to get some freaks up tonight. <laughs> I'm muting. I'm eating some popcorn. I got my feet up. 
my like I said, I already had my little story. So, but it was you ain't gotta say, you ain't gotta say, you know what I mean? Okay, it was um, it was it was different, but uh, I prefer you know. <laughs> I prefer. No, I know, like I know, I, said, I know. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, that says a lot. But I'm just saying, you got a good stroke game. It is what it is. Exactly, exactly. Plus, you have a reputable platform to maintain and to grow, so we, we won't push you so much that way. <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah. You know, I'm out here. I'm out here. I'm, I'm not the guy that been locked up so much. It doesn't matter if I get locked up again for another month. You know what I mean? Uh, no problem. I got friends in there. I can tell it. Ah, so let me kick back and, and, and talk it. So whenever you want, just throw something in there and guide me. Uh, okay. I, I was saying, hey, the deja uh-huh. vu. Hello, honey. Hello. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I ain't got too much, too much to say on that right. one. But um, I had heard stories, you know, of, of people that mm-hmm. prefer, you know, well, they, 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 they want it both ways. You know, they want they they can do the oral or they they can do they want it like both they ain't just like one, so right right. I have heard of like plenty of my friends um, say that you know oh you know well I got to, you know as they say got to suck me some yummy dick I'd be like okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd be like okay thank you <laughs> yeah but you know but like, it is what it is they like what they like you know it is what it is so I right, ain't right. Eating them. Like I said before, I've always said it, you know, using the example of that guy, I always joke about how Ruben, the guy that used to pay pay me to visually entertain him with other young ladies that he chose. But the one of the rules was I could not talk to them or try to get with them after. I'm like, where are you finding these women? He's an old Jewish white man, you know, up in his office in Liz Claiborne, skyscraper. These women, you meet them for lunch and Shall we go back to her to, to to indulge in our festivities? And they she knew what I knew, and like, you know, he's there beating his meat. But what I'm saying, why I brought him up, and I'll tell I'll tell that story for Duke again. He loves that story. I'm gonna go into great detail with that too. So that's where we get some of our terms from. But um I always said that perverts, I'm not putting them down by saying that, I'm only saying it for effect. Dirty old men and advanced older women who have been through a myriad of sexual experiences. And they kind of prefer releasing themselves in certain scenarios with certain acts or certain fantasy role play or whatever it may be. And it could become so specific that it was almost hilarious. I mean, I see people that have done things in public situations like clubs, underground sex clubs. And it's like, yo, man, homeboy got a got a clothespin on his nipple. Exist? The underground sex club, they still exist? Yeah, very much so. Oh, God, they're all over the place. They're all over the country. All you have to do is uh, do a search for lifestyle adult clubs or lifestyle clubs. Lifestyle, that's the code word. That's the code word these days. Back in the day, they used to say, hey, a sex club, and now it's lifestyle because hmm. so many people are involved in it. It's like if you remove all the members of lifestyle clubs out of America, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chinese would be the majority left there. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Every city. And if it's not an actual club where it's dedicated for that, which that's very seldom unless it's like in one of the biggest cities. And even still, you have uh, uh, nice restaurants or small nightclubs that on certain nights, it is what it is. Because you'll see people oh. in neighborhoods like, 
I thought the club, the club was closed at the time. There's people going in there. And then talking about your, what's your password or whatever, then you, if, if you don't figure it out, you figure it out. You know, you got to really be in it. They ain't going to let anybody just roll up in the place. So I see you so let me just roll up in here. Hmm. You know, and, um, you know, it, it's, it's taken seriously and it's still underground. Nobody's going to really, just like you have different communities. Yes, and you have some people who say, yes, I am proudly part of the LGBTQ community. Ain't nobody coming out. Yes, I'm pr- a proud member of the lifestyle community. Me and my wife, we swing with other men, other women, whatever. You know, and then within that, not that I'm going to just focus on that, but I'm going to you know, touch a little bit. It doesn't mean you do all or everybody or both sexes or whatever. Some people go to those clubs because they, they're exhibitionists and they want to be seen and watched. And it's a turn on that they're watched. You know, you might have one wife sitting on the couch, well, sitting on her husband. You know, he lifts her skirt and let everybody see how it goes in and out. And she's whispering in his ear, are they watching me? Are they watching me? Yes, yes, they're watching you. And there's a guy over there masturbating watching you. And she's, oh, oh, I'm going to move it around even better. And then the guys, you know, and maybe the, somebody else, another couple's doing stuff. Maybe there's a, a man laying back and his wife is sucking him off while he's watching the girl's ass on top of the husband. Oh, yeah. And then he explains it. I've seen all of this stuff. All of this stuff is in my head. I'm just going to come clean. Oh, wow. <laughs> How do you spell that? C-O-M-E or C-U-M? I want to come clean. <laughs> this is therapy for me. You know what I mean? Because I'm like old Vietnam vet, except that it wasn't Vietnam that I was at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I almost said something. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like that, it's like that song 19 by Paul Hardcastle. 19! About the guy 19 years old. And he's in Vietnam. And at the end of the song, they said, 19 years old, and you have somebody's brains blown off on your shirt, and that's not supposed to affect you. Oh, hey, I, I was 19 years old watching people getting blown around me, and that's not supposed to affect me. That makes my mind a certain way. Like, I don't yeah. wonder about things. I know it's real. So I guess that's why on a spiritual level, we're not talking about spirituality as far as, like, you know, meditating and all that stuff. But the mark has been put on me, even though... I'm not pursuing those things anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm kink friendly. So people who are deep into the thing, they on the spiritual level know they can just come up to me and just start, not just start talking. Like, you know, I like carrots shoved in my ass. And no, they don't just start like that. They just, they gravitate. They feel comfortable talking to you. You know what I mean? So that, that that's, that's, if I have a burden, that's what it is. But it's not really a burden. It's just freaking hilarious sometimes. <laughs> So, you know, with these clubs, you find your own level, whatever it is that you like to do as far as how you want to expose yourself. How about the, the elderly couple where the, the woman had to be definitely in her 70s, early. And him, 70s or damn near 80, they were frail. They were frail. She was a little plump. They get the dance floor early on before they get to the dance floor. He's, he's surveying and, and interviewing different black men to want to dance with her. Slow dance on the dance floor when there's music. They don't care if the music is fast, 180 beats per minute. She can't keep up. What he would do is have you dance with his wife, and then he'd come up and pull her breasts out and ask you to suck them. <laughs> and that's all he did. He'd go in the corner, masturbate. Oh, wow. And you see them leaving out. That's what oh, he loved. Oh, my God. I, I lie to you not. Somebody's going to hear this one day and remember. Like that era, because remember, that was not, that wasn't just yesterday. And I know that they're pushing up daisies now, but this was like the late 80s, mid to late 80s. 
So there are people that you just don't see them no more or, you know, they evolve into something else. I saw one woman who, when I was working at Home Depot and I'd stopped that stuff long before, and she used to come to the club, you know, with her, with her boyfriend. And there was a character in some movie that's this voodoo man who's short, dark-skinned voodoo had these long teeth. I swear it was him. And she was taller and a lighter complexion, long hair, and um, she was aging also. But we thought they were together, but they really weren't. Because I saw him on Jamaica Avenue one day with this um, extremely overweight woman, and he saw me, and, and, and he was parked, right? So I was approaching him, but I have enough coof not to go, hey, man, you coming to the swing club tonight? Boy, you were tearing that other lady up last. I would never do that, but he was scared. So I said, hey, man, how you doing? Whatever, whatever. You know, hope to see you next time. Because he was waving his hand like, shh. And he put his hand like, oh, shh. I said, oh, this guy's scared. That was his real wife. You know, when I saw her at Home Depot, she had a cart full of stuff. She spotted me. We spotted each other at the same time. His girlfriend, she took the cart, shoved it like, it went five feet in front of her. She turned around and got out of that store. I wouldn't say anything. But we didn't know each other all that well like that. We'd see them. And I remember this one time I brought this, um, me and my old girlfriend brought this half black, half to the place. And it's open. Like, once she kind of exposed herself downstairs and, and people were playing with her genitalia, everybody lied to want to touch this woman's private parts. It's crazy. Okay. And do other things too. <laughs> yeah, she she had an oral train ran on her that night, and you know, okay. we never saw her again. She was like, "This, I had the time of my life. Oh my god, I probably won't do this ever again in my life, but I can say I did it." You know what I mean? She's a really pretty little girl. Nice. You know, now she was no girl; like she was underage, but she was young. I mean, I was much younger then, right? But she's a couple of years younger than me. Polite and everything, and. Everybody talked about her like the next couple of times. Where's that girl? Bring her back. Oh my God. She was so sexy or whatever. How do you do it? Like, mm, just don't run it down. It comes your way, you know? So um yeah, but with that with that with that, I've heard a lot of women and men as they got older and they lean towards see you can like both, but everybody, if you ask me. It's never 50-50. So we know the co-host here, which I'm a co-host also. Together we make the host. You know, if it was one choice, we know it's going to be strictly daily, right? But there are many people that in different points in their life or different people that they're with, it can blow their mind to the point of saying, wait a second, if, if, if I had to choose and get this all the time, this way, then hell no, I'm going with this. It depends on the person, the energy. So it's not just a matter of the act per se. You see, it's the whole scenario, how you felt, how you felt about the person's energy, you know, how they did what they did, how they caught you. If they caught you in the right mood, you might have somebody who doesn't know how to do oral real good. And how do you not do oral real good by not connecting with the person you're doing it to? Number one, because you have a lot of guys out here and women who think that if I do the same exact thing to this person that I did to the person before, it's going to we're going to have phenomenal results. And if you think that way, it ain't going to work. It's an individual thing. It's a blending with that person's energies and their body, or not the body, but their reactions to what you do. If you're, if you're receptive enough, will tell you what not to do. 
So you can have intercourse and it blows your mind. Maybe the guy is real hung. Maybe he knows how to work his little thing. Who knows? You try it with the next person, it don't work that way. But I never think it's 50-50. Even, even on co-host here. I don't want to say anything. She's right here. It might be strictly super dickly. You might be like, well, you know what, Lance? I ran into somebody and it's 65% dickly and 35% the other. Or maybe the other way. You know, you never know. We all have that time where we think back and say, oh, my God, my mind was blown. <laughs> You're breaking up, sweetheart. You're breaking up. Your phone ha- your phone's having a phone gasm. <laughs> No, hey, hey, folks, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, till she comes back, come on and talk. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a phone gasm. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> well, phones need gasms too. <laughs> I didn't know phones can have that. Trust me. Yeah, I was listening to you. I was listening while I was in the car a while ago. I was listening to the conversation. <laughs> no. But since I since I chimed in, I'm gonna I'm just gonna speak on something. You're that oral, I, man. I take it you prefer oral. Who me? <laughs> nah, I'm picky about it. I'm picky about it because of you know you can't just jump and do that kind of stuff with anybody. Yeah. No, 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 no. Provided, provided. Yeah, we know that. Provided. No, but some people don't care. They just. They're just ready anytime. As long as it's a, it's it's a sick, it's accessible. They're ready, you know. Whoever it is, whoever it is, you know. Um, so it's it's it, it's it's a real picky, ticklish situation for me. But um, ticklish, you said. <laughs> yes, yeah, ticklish, all right. No, I'm not gonna pick at it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not picking it. <laughs> Oh no! I, I thought you said ticklish. <laughs> oh ticklish! Oh ticklish! It's, it's, no, it's ticklish until you start feeling I'm feelings. No, I'm not going to get anyway. start getting serious. <laughs> That's not during that period, you know. And I'm not talking about the woman period either. <laughs> oh no! I know. I know. <laughs> oh boy! But um, you know. Years ago, I was in in the in the nineties. I was in New Jersey, and you know, um, the, the work that I do is, of course, I, do, I make signs. And there was this old Jewish guy. He had a, um, two brothers of them. They they had money. They had a little bit of you know, and right. they were they were wild. They were you know what they were doing? They were walking around. They were walking around opening um, what do you call it? Uh, Massage parlors, type of thing. Yeah, but they opened it up. I mean, they 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 were in that business. Yeah, they were in that business. So there's this one busy territory up there. It's a Highway 22, and the older brother, he made a a, a strip joint. He up there. He had he was the one that was into the more more nakedness and he, <laughs> well well the, the, the massage parlor was a little more easy, a little more clothing to it 
than what he was doing. What he was doing was um up there. I think they got a law where it's probably the same down here. They have a law that yeah, if you no full negative. No, as long as you know, here, here was what it was. As long as the woman was fully nude, you can't sell liquor. And I oh, don't wow. think, yeah, and I don't think you could touch her. Can't that sell way. liquor. You can't liquor, huh? and you couldn't touch her. I said you couldn't sell liquor, and you couldn't liquor, and you couldn't touch her. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. He opened one of this old man, he's, he's, he's an older guy. He opened one of these joints, I'm telling you. Opened one of these joints. And I don't know what he did. He he put it up so fast, but he had me doing a night job. Like in the night, I was there guarding the you door. Guarding the door, and, 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 and he would have these. Like I, just like I said, you know, they, these ladies were dancing nude and the guys would just come in there and watch and he'd sell mm -hmm. sodas, sodas and drinks and stuff like that. Not no alcohol. Right. And I, I think they got him for opening one in an area where, where he wasn't supposed to. And they were trying to pressure him to talk. I, I think they wanted him to talk about who supply him with whatever, whatever. Cause he had, he also had one of those um, stores on the bottom that sells, um, you know, um, pointer movies and, and uh, was the, it, the toys. Uh, toys. But, but, but wait, was, toys. It mob, was it mob connected? Cause most of those places well, that's what they back were in the- They were trying to find out if he was with the mob. They put him in jail and he never- Okay. They let him know. They let so him know. This is a Jewish guy. Did he also yeah. own places in, in, in New York, like in Manhattan? I think he, I don't think he owned anything in Manhattan, but I think he owned one in one or two in New York. Old short. Because I'm just going to interject. There's a guy that I know he may or may not be with us. He was much older than me, mm -hmm. but he owned a place on 7th Avenue and 42nd Street, right next to the newsstand called Blackjack. Mm -hmm. It was a nah. porn shop that had women in there, and he had just got out of jail for tax evasion. And um, me and another young lady, Kelly Everett, that famous stripper, went to his mansion because they had a big party for him coming home. And there were a lot of um, – because, see, people don't understand that there's almost like an alliance between the Jewish people and the mob. That they kind of work yeah. hand in yeah. hand, but the mob has more visibility, and the Jews always want to hide behind but I ain't going to say no more. <laughs> I know how that works. Well, he, this, I thought he was, I thought he was a really, really tough for an old guy. I thought he was tough. They put him in jail and tried to get him to talk and he wouldn't talk. He would not say nothing. And he just, he came back out and said, Oh, dude, at first they think I'm going to leave. They think I'm going to say something. I'm not saying nothing. Because I, I he's going to die if he did. They would have killed him. They put him back. They put him back again. They got him and put him back again. And, and I think uh, a little after that, I left Jersey. But he had he had quite a few of these things. He had them in different parts, you know. He had them in different mm -hmm. parts. And he always opened them up in some part of town that, like, he's not going to open them up. Like, you know, some people come to the black areas or the poor areas and open stuff like that. 
That's not what he did. He opened them in the areas where the people got money and people passed like the the um the 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 toys, the place where he had the toys was on a highway where, you know, it was a pretty good part of the town. And guys, it's, you would be shocked to see the amount of guys that stop in the evening and buy these stuff before they go home, you know, or do things. He had one place upstairs where all he had was the, the, the woman was there and she would just be naked. That's it. And the man would just, just like what you were saying, sit down and they look and she, you know, I guess whatever. I only went up there once, and I was like, whoa, it sounds like a whole different world once I walked in there, because it was, it was so crazy just to see all of this stuff happening in front of my No, for real. Eye. Yeah. And even, I knew even before, yeah, even before going to these clubs and stuff like that, which I started going real early, I mean, the actual swing of clubs where these are real people who do this, not dancers, but before that, because I was in the bodybuilding gyms and competing, I know a lot of bodybuilders who just, they they, they, they weren't career people on any level. Not all right. of them, but back in those days, you had grown men who were taking their steroids and training hard, right. and their only shot was to win a bodybuilding competition that paid no money in the hopes of, you know, so they had nothing going for them, and a lot of them, they didn't want to work a job. They couldn't work a job. They didn't have the skill set to work a job. And these were very right. smart guys, but they were addicted to it. So guess the perfect job for them was to work in, in, in a peep show, in an in adult movie, a great Times Square classic. Oh, yeah. Classic yeah. Times Square. These places were shut down. Me as a teenager knew a lot of these guys because we trained at the same gym together. So anytime I went into Times Square, like peep land, I'm not going to mention or say names, right? Mm -hmm. But peep land, Leg Gals, Show World, um, the Bryant Theater, some other theaters that had things going on, but you thought it was a theater, but it was 24 hours because it's all they had. And you got to remember downtown Square back in the day, 24-hour kung fu movies and 24-hour sex movies. Yeah, theater. Okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go in there and sit down and guys were in there jerking off, sitting in the back row. Yeah. You know, you got to watch the seat that you sat in because you might sit in a, in a, in a seat full of Exactly. <laughs> Yo, it happened to me, man. I ain't gonna lie. I was so mad. And the dudes that that I rolled out with, they're like, you ain't getting in my car like that. I'm like, are you serious? I said, put some news It might roll away. No, you're gonna take the train home, man. So here I am on the train with black pants. I had to have some black pants, all this white stuff on my leg, man. I was mad. Didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? And it was late. I couldn't buy no other pants. You know yeah, what I mean? It's nighttime. Like, yeah, it's nighttime. Everything's closed. Yeah. See, <laughs> you know, you, you know how I got, you know how I got to know that these things were happening. I think I went to, I was living in Canada, and we used to, we used to come down to drive down from from Canada to New York, and right. you know, you come down, you want to have fun. So what you do is somebody say, hey, let's go to the all night theater. Oh, you should have called me, man. <laughs> they when you go to all night theater, they tell you, oh, you better watch it, because they show one karate movie, like you said, one sex movie, and then another one. There's people who knew when these things, what time they were coming on, and they'd start coming in. And people would tell you, you know, people who live in New York would say, hey, listen, don't go up to this part of the theater and sit down, or that part, because the back part is where everything happens, you know. 
Ramon will throw in the middle yeah. to the back and you'll watch it. And if you smell or if the place, sometimes you go in there, the place would be so stench or sick because of the, 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 mm -hmm. the, the movie, the type of movie that was on, uh, you know, and things like those. So <laughs> it was just it was crazy. It was just crazy. And, you know, as you were talking about what you would say before, the, all this just came back to my mind, you know, back then. <laughs> all this stuff that I just said. I guess, like you say, you know, it's kind of like a reflection of life of what you've been through and what you, you know, experience. Yeah. Yeah. You've grown away from that. You now become spiritual within self because everybody right. has a journey. You know? And I always have the same yeah. journey. You went through it because of you were doing weightlifting and you got to know these yeah. people, you get to know the circle of that. I went through it because we were living in a country where at the time it was real quiet and we wanted to have fun right. you had to come over here to the united states to have fun you know you, you don't you don't see that we never really used to see black people black artists come on stage in canada when i was there in the 70s never saw understood that. you know so you know you come here and you enjoy all that stuff and you hear all these things and all night movies is something like wow you can go to the movies yeah. all night that's like crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and then when you, you know, time got later when you pick up a girl that you didn't even know much about, and she said she want, you want to spend the whole night with her, she said, oh, let's go to the all-night movies, and we go to all-night movies, and after that, you know, well, you know, you probably hug and kiss in the movies, but nah, I mean, I'm not doing them stuff out in the public like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> you hug and kiss in 10, 12 other men when you kiss them. Yeah, you know? I, I would never, never, I would never one of those kind of. People. No, but see, there were traps in there too, man. Yeah. For people who didn't know, you get these yeah. old white men who were drunk, mm -hmm. and they were tourists, right? Because just like you came down from Canada, even though you didn't really experience these things, you were still, you still had a degree of being street smart and aware, right? And yeah. there were all these guys who come from Wyoming and Maine and little hick towns and in the big city. And they yeah. see a few little cute little things running around when they're with their wife. They put their wife to bed in the hotel and they say, well, you know, I'm going to walk around. I'm just going to go down to the lobby. This mm -hmm. joker finds himself two or three miles away from the hotel <laughs> snooping around. So he goes into, I'm just, I've, I've, I've heard people talk about this kind of thing. And one guy was a victim of it and I mm -hmm. saw it, right? But I knew what it was. Dude goes in drunk. White man, 60, 60 something years old, don't know jack about street smarts. He's already a target walking down the street. Exactly. By the time he gets into the movie theater, two o'clock in the morning, he's horny as hell because he finally has some freedom to, to where things are open. So nobody's going to put the eye on him in his little hick town. He can never go nowhere near something like that because everybody knows him. Now he finds right. himself anonymous. And, and the kids are nowhere near. It's just him and his wife, and she's fast asleep. And he's down with all these bright lights and uh, different uh, 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 signs with the half-naked women. And he's seeing the half-naked women walking around, seeing sisters with these big plump thighs and short skirts and titties. And he's like, he's got to do something tonight. Mm -hmm. So he takes the safe route and goes into one of the all-night movie theaters. And he's still shy. He don't want to sit up front and everybody's looking at his head. He might want to touch himself and hide. That's why yeah. when you go in these places, the back three rows are packed. In the back. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to sit in the back, but they don't want to sit right next to somebody. So there's like an equal spacing. Like, how did you do this? How did you, how did you count seats? And I want to go right here. But there's always that woman who's sitting in the back. 
with these shapely legs, but dark in the shadows, these breasts hanging and lipstick and you squinting and peeking and she looking at you smiling and says, says to come on over with the it's finger. Homeboy gets up and sits next to her and he thinks he's getting the best head from any woman in his life. Yeah. But it's not. It's a man. And he don't know it. <laughs> he's so intoxicated, it's so dark, and he's getting blown watching the movie. He's watching the movie and feeling good too. Little does he well, know. I I don't think there was as much of that back in those days in comparison to now where What you mean? Mean homosexuality? Uh, maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm naive to think because, like I said, I was in Canada and we didn't we didn't see those things. Man, it was worse. It was worse. You know why it was worse? Because mm -hmm. a lot of these dudes were out there doing it in the dead now. AIDS whipped out, wiped yeah. out so many people in the eighties. They were dropping like flies. It was worse in the city. It was yeah. worse and all over. But Greenwich Village and, and Manhattan, man, that thing was. That's not my world, but I couldn't help but see it. Because I was exposed to everything. I saw everything. I asked questions. I found myself up in places. I'm like, oh, this is not for me. I'm out of here. They used to have, I'm going to tell you something. You probably heard the term, but you never understood what it was. A lot of people don't. Uh, look, universe coach over in the cut, boy, she got a big bag of popcorn. She killing. She's like, I like this. <laughs> so anyway, I remember it was 85 and I was doing apprentice work for this architectural firm. And we were on board. And we didn't have cell phones and only super filthy rich people did, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I go to the phone booth. I could have made the call upstairs in the office. I was calling some woman or something. And then I see uh, a, a piece of paper, like a, you know, eight by 12 taped up and it had little cutout parts. You could take the number. And they were saying about their next circle jerk session. And I'm like, we didn't have the internet. What the hell is circle jerking? Mm -hmm. So I took the number. I said, I'm going to call and find out what this is. I, I had a suspicion this was funny, especially with the word jerking. But then you never know. It could be some new form of dance or something. I don't know, right? So I get up in the office and I, I had a little another little break. Hello. Uh, I already kind of knew that. So this is some gay dude answering the phone and it's about jerking. I know what this is. I said, man, I saw this. This ad, this little thing hung up. I want to know what this is. Oh, um, are you familiar with circle jerking? I said, no, I don't know. What are you? They can jerk chicken and twist it around in a circle. I don't know what this is. What is it? You know. <laughs> so he tried to explain to me that you bring. Well, they have chairs there, comfortable chairs, but they're still chairs nonetheless, and you put them in a circle, and it's nothing but men. That, I hung up. I, I already knew. What was he supposed to tell me? I hung up. So one man reaches over with his right hand to the next man, and that man reaches over. So everybody's jerking each other off, looking at each other because you're sitting and facing each other like some therapy mm -hmm. session. Mm -hmm. I could imagine. All he heard was, "Sir, sir, hello, are you still there?" Oh man, I'm not with that. I couldn't believe it. And so I saw that a lot. Like in the Village Voice newspaper, you can um, you probably can pull it up for free because it's a free newspaper. It's an alternative newspaper. Um, it was one of the originals because there are a lot of uh, 
major cities that have their own alternative newspaper fashioned. Yeah, they have, they have one in Toronto. Forgot the name. Of yeah, that. yeah. And, and, and that's, that, well, that's a niche that I can't say that everybody who's out there copied it, but mm-hmm. it, that was the original. And when people saw that, okay, you know, they want a newspaper that may have some adult entertainment or some offbeat stuff. You're not going to take the major respected uh, journalistic periodical of daily news and no. put, you, you know, where, where there's massage parlors or some old gay escort service or whatever, you know, and you know, happy ending, you know what that means? That means orgasm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at this massage parlor, you can have a happy ending. But um, it's a lot to that world and it's not going away. But it, it was more visible back then. Big time. Big, yeah, big, big, big time. It was more visible back then. Because you've done and I was nosy. Everybody knew around Toronto what the new newspaper was about. Everybody knew. And it stayed there, it flourished. And you know what? They had more advertisements than the regular newspaper. <laughs> That's what because it's all about. Everybody was, everybody was into that here, there, and everywhere advertised in it because there was no other paper like it that they could do that. So even the people that were trying to attract business outside, like regular business outside of the norm, they would advertise there. So these people made a lot of revenue on advertisement. Lots. Of lots. course, that's what it was all about. Yeah, this was before the internet. So you had nobody else to go to to advertise that type of stuff. So tourists would grab one of them papers and they're home free. The smart way, here's a smart thing that I saw. Like when you have something that takes over new, you have to learn to adapt to it on a business level. Like, okay, you know, there's nothing but ads in this paper, but I can't advertise a restaurant or a fast food joint or some mom and pop restaurant that's open all night on the weekend in this kind of paper. So what do you do? You step to the owner of one of them establishments, one of them sex establishments, and you pay them to put up a little ad and say 10% off if you give the ticket or wherever you're from from this particular club. So now all the people in that club are like, oh, they're open and it's close by and I get 10% off. But do you really want to admit that you get 10% off? Because one guy was like, I'm not going to admit to that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it was... It was mostly driven by the mafia, and um, you know, this is a very serious thing because you will die <laughs> if you if you try to open up an establishment like that where there's a lot of, a lot of money. And see, now well, the internet took over and changed their business. You know where these guys started from? They started from they. He told me the story. His parents, their parents, used to own oh, donuts. Oh, generation donuts. <laughs> they were into the donut business. Mm-hmm. They made a lot of money in the donuts, and then I guess when they died, they gave them. But they they had money, and they were they were smart. You know, I used to love. So they were still in the same line of work, though. The donuts and the vagina is just a uh, sugar frosted pussy they were selling <laughs> that you can eat. <laughs> yep. Well, these guys, though, I learned a lot from, from business from a business perspective. How they, you know, I I really love what they did. When they got together, they talked nothing but business. I saw them do some things. Up to today, I would do, you know, a couple of things that they did from a business perspective. But even though they were doing that, they had their other businesses that they did that was just straight, good, 
down the earth making money. Of course. Business, you know? Of course. That was a side hustle that mm-hmm. brought him in yeah. some extra play money and yeah. undergirded the other businesses. If the other businesses went slow, well, guess what? That, that undergirded mm-hmm. And that was a smart way to do it, you know, if you're going to do something like that. But the laws with that and, and paying off people, you have to do that too sometime. With the mob, especially in, in New York City, anything with any adult entertainment, unless you were an independent, independent contractor, prostitute or something like that. But if you had an establishment, they're going to come to you, especially if you're making money. And they're going to threaten you and they're going to get their cut. But then you'll stay in business. Because then now also, the authorities wouldn't harass you. you yeah. Because they were paying authorities collectively. So it, it, you had to do, you know, a lot of them weren't unreasonable, but you had to, you know, this is, that's just the way it was. You know. They amazed me, though. The old guy, he amazed me with the, with the just, just the, and he was kind. He was no mean person or nothing like that. You see me, he looks so like he's old and he walks slow, and but but he knew. You could tell his experience with life, with the way he he moves himself around, with 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 how he does his thing. You know, I stayed with him more than his brother was younger, but I was more around him because he was what I met first. You know, uh, sometimes I. I, and I'm walking around and I'm saying, man, I wonder what happened to him. What if he's still alive? <laughs> you know, huh? These people you never these people you never really know what happened to them. And, and when they're in your life, they seem like they're there forever. Mm-hmm. And then one moment, one moment they're gone, but you don't feel it, and you look around and say, Wait a second, where'd they go? Where'd they go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I probably if I was in Jersey, I'd probably try to see if I see him or probably his brother, but I knew him. Yeah, he was a, he yeah. was just that that guy who just he's always hustling, man. Always on a hustle. And he said, you know, <laughs> you young boys, you young boys don't know how to do nothing, man. You got a young guy don't know how to. Uh, nah, they can't say that. Nah, but but you know, like I said, you have people in other places who, you know, once you're in that tri-state area, even Washington D.C., up and down the East Coast, all up and down the East Coast, it's it's really like the little hick places in Wyoming and Kansas City, you know, I mean, but up and down the East Coast from that, that point, it's just that these people would do their businesses and you see them go slip off to the Jersey Shore and live, or they slip off to Long Island and live, or the other part right. of Connecticut right above Long Island Sound and take the boat across and stuff. They made sure to live in affluent areas, away from the fray, away from the hustle and bustle. They may have had a place close by, they can lay their head. They had to sleep and stay there for the night. The stuff was rough, rough or really, you know, busy. But they mm-hmm. always kept their family away from that stuff. Like yeah, that guy true. I told you, Jewish, the Jewish guy that had me drive him around because he wanted to go to the strip clubs. This was a straight Hasidic Jew named Frankel. My name is Frankel. Frankel. <laughs> he'd say it once and he'd say it twice again. Hello, mm-hmm. my name is Frankel. Frankel, Frankel. <laughs> And he had some big business in, in in Brooklyn. And when I was driving the dollar vans for, for weeks, if not two months or so, he would stand across the street and stare over at us. And he just wanted to walk up to one of us and he felt that he, he can trust more. And I guess by my appearance and my body movement or whatever, he came, he walked up to me and the guy's like, yo, man, that's that guy that been over there for the last few weeks staring at you or all of us. Yo, Lance, he's coming towards you, man. You better tell what you been doing. He an agent or something? I'm like, man, he ain't no agent. I'm gonna see what he's saying, you know. And so he says, uh, "I know you have you'll notice me watching you. 
and I, I want to ask you something, you know, straight up Jew boy. You know, so I said, what's up? I was cocked. I have, I was, look, he's a little guy, but I don't know if he had any, anything sharp in his hands in his pocket. I'm like, I'm going to knock this guy out. Yeah. The little rocks he got to be straightened out. Like he mm. put some relaxing cream up in that bad boy. So he says, um, and he had Tourette's also. Whenever he would get aroused, he go, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> yeah. Because one time he did that, man, he, we were driving down the street and there was a girl with a well-rounded derriere. He whoop, whoop. I said, I know he didn't do that. I didn't, cor- I didn't make the correlation. Every time, I want to say it to street, anytime he saw a girl with a nice ass, whoop, whoop, whoop. In the middle of the conversation, I want you to make a left turn. I'm like, does this guy do this around his wife? Because he's, he's giving himself away. <laughs> so anyway, he explained to me, he was very shy about it. And he explained to me that he liked to go to nightclubs. But he wanted somebody with him who he would feel safe because he knew he stuck out. Mm. And it was like he wanted somebody to be like a buddy buddy with him, but he's gonna pay them as a driver because he wanted to hit different spots. So he would pay me. So now my van wasn't moving most of the time because we'd go to one spot, another spot, and he was like, Tell me all the spots you know. I said, I don't know them because I go there. I know them because I'm up and down driving, and mm. I know women who, you know, oh, you know women? Oh, come on, man. That's 50% <laughs> of the population. What you talk about? You know what I mean? What were you in a cage somewhere? Did you just get let out for the day? So um we went around to different spots and he wouldn't really do nothing. Um I mean one time some chick gave him a lap dance, he was ready to leave, it stained up his pants and everything. I'm ready to go early nights. Yeah, because you came and he wanted to go. I had to drive this joker all the way up to Spring Valley, New York. Whoa. We had to go over the George Washington Bridge into Jersey and then go ahead north where it becomes New York again. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. always like up till four in the morning, I'm driving tired. I might have to call up somebody like, yo, can I crash? Or I park my van near some safe spot later. Because, man, I'm driving around in these smoke-filled nightclubs or, or titty bars or, you know, nudie, you know, nudie bars and whatnot. He didn't have his fun. It was no, it was business as usual. I mean, at that point in my life, it was like, oh my God, you know, you looking and you seeing, you say, oh, she got a nice body. She's all right. They there for business. I'm there for business. And it's funny because, because I was nonchalant about it. A lot of those girls came over to me like, what's going on? You look like you ain't having a good time. You don't like the way I look. So you look all right. You look all right. You gorgeous. You beautiful. Go make your money, girl. It's okay. You know, and so they gravitate. But here's my number. They didn't know who I was. They thought I was some businessman or something like Somebody dressed down because I wasn't ogling their goodies. Like a lot of them, oh girl, come on over here, girl. Guys got let out of prison for so many years, and they've been masturbating to the magazines that these girls modeled in. So you know, you have that kind of thing going on, and I was always like that. I I never had a problem with that. Um, nobody was like people running me down. I'm just saying because, like, look, if you own a diamond shop. You see somebody at a at a party with a big diamond. You're like, oh, that's a nice diamond, but it's not like you don't see diamonds before. You enjoy them, right? True. But you ain't going crazy like these dudes who are thirsty. You know what I mean? So, yeah, what what one night he got on my nerves. I forgot what it was. He just got on my nerves. I knew that was the last thing I was going to drive him up. He looked like an old Robert De Niro. The way Robert De Niro looks now, if they make him look a little older, with hair hair on his face, and he looked just like him with a little. Locks and a little big black cap. And when we drove up to Spring Valley, it was always foggy up there. 4.30 in the morning, 5 in the morning. 
It was always foggy. And all of these dudes up there walking around in black. It was straight spooky. And since that was a the neighborhood, they weren't like, who's this driving down the street? Did, did he dress like did he dress like those um Falash Jew he, he dressed like them? Yeah, yeah. Hasidic, yeah, yes he did. So what that's he would do he, is that's why he stood out like that. Because once you said that right. that, that ran across my mind. That probably Yo, this what, Jews in the this what he would do. This is what he would do. He he would he would take that cap off though when he was down in them clubs and put uh, in a New York a New York Yankees cap on. It looks so funny on him. And he tuck his locks up under there. <laughs> and then he had some sneakers. He had sneakers on, man. He puts he took the black shoes off and put the sneakers on. And he got real short. And then he was this is the thing. It was almost funny. It was it was like racist in a way, but it was almost funny. He trying to walk. He almost ended up walking like George Jefferson when you see the beginning of the show. Yeah, we're moving on up. And you see him right, walking right. back and forth. He was trying to walk like he thought it was black. Like, I'm going to walk in here hip. They can't see me because I'm with a black guy. So, yeah. Like, pay me my money, man. Four or five hundred dollars for the nice. allowance. Okay. And my van didn't have to run. See, people think about, you know, to make that money, you got to always drive. I'm like, I'm yeah, going here, I can here. relate because I used to drive taxi from 1986 to 91 in, right. in Toronto. Though. I drove taxi. Right. I know what it is. To make that right. So you know, there are people out here who may want to answer the question. Yeah. Of what the time? Is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anybody else want to come in? I see a couple of people here. I won't blow their name up. <laughs> but yeah, those are um, those are some days, and we'll never go back to those days. Now it's a whole different world. Yeah, More it's a different problems. world. Yeah, you have girls that. They work at strip joints or they're they're low level prostitutes, whatever, and they're really all about robbing you. Mm. Yeah, the drug well, you know, on. Like I said, I used to drive cab. I used to the, the some of the best money I made was taking them prostitutes from their home to the the strip, and then picking exactly. them up, and taking them home. That because I charge every one of them twenty five bucks. So you know, if you got four girls in there, you got a hundred dollars going down and a hundred dollars. And back then, I'm talking about nineteen eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight. That's money, man. Yeah, That's you knew you had it. That's good. For one, because when you're rated against the gas and against yeah. the time, and it was definite. Like I said, doing that to know you had a guaranteed shot to make a certain amount of money. Yeah. And some of the people say, man, that's not big money. Yes, it is. When Back in that yeah. time, when you just yeah. you had to run. $200 a night was nice money. When you made 200 250 a night, that's nice money. <laughs> and guess what? The, 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 the taxi used to run on um, diesel. So you're not burning anything. Right. Right. And when you park it yeah. up, you're straight. Yes, Those right. wheels ain't turning. See, yeah. truck drivers got to keep the wheels turning to get money. When you have money where you don't have to have the wheels turning, you're good. Uh, you're good. There's a group of strippers I used to take around. You know, the girl in my neighborhood I knew growing up, she's a couple years younger than me, and she had me drop on. And, and um, I had the van and the other girls at the club. And this was in Jersey. It was Irvington, New Jersey. And Irv That's like, where I live. I lived there for 10 years. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, is, is this where... 
What was it? Journal Square, right? Is it Journal Square? All Journal Square is in, in Jersey City. That's in Jersey City. Jersey City. But yeah. there's another area in Irvington because I had this situation where I met this young lady and, 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 you know, we did our calisthenics and exercises and I left, but I forgot some jewelry that was very expensive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, I got home. Oh, no, I called her before I left Jersey. I was about to leave Jersey. Yeah. And she said, yeah, and I had to go back. But she spooked me out. She spooked me out. She was really? telling me some stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. She wasn't higher on drugs or anything, but, you know, she got into detail about, you know, dead souls. I didn't want to hear that <laughs> at that point. I mean, and she started going in deep and... She tried to read me and, you know, she's going to have oh, a couple of struggles in your life, and, but you're going to have a good life and everything. And it's like, okay, I'm going to be getting on my way out. But don't you want to hear? You know what I mean? <laughs> I said, you know, I'd rather experience than hear, you know, at that particular point, because we connected on a whole different level. But she yeah. was uh, toward me and she was kind of spooky. I was like, nah, I'm out of here. Oh, her name just came to me too. I ain't going to say it though. She was much older than me, so she's probably not here no more. I don't know, but that name spooked me. It's a common name, you know, but and I hear it, you know. And I've met like three other people in passing with that same name. And like it spooked me out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Once you hear the name, it brought back the memories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the all right time and everything. It was on an erotic level, but, right. you know. She was trying to recruit me into something else because she saw some of these groups she's in and there was no internet then. So when you talk about you in a group, it was really a group, a real life group. Mm. You know? I never got she it. Had a little... <laughs> she was... I listened to the I listened to because you know when you drive just like you, you know, you driving the van and I'm driving the cab, it's the same thing. You hear these people coming with thing. a car. You hear so many stories, man. So many things happen. You look like, wow. Yeah. 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 I had I had yep. one lady. Mm-hmm. One lady one time told me she'll do anything if I just drive her home. Just just name it and she'll do it. I said, listen. She was telling you what she was basically going to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, she was ready to do it. I told her, I said, listen, don't, no, it's okay. You don't have to do nothing. I'll drop you where you want to go. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you you had to wonder what the limit was. Yeah, well, you know I, mean? I, I told you, I'm, I'm, I was never the kind of guy that think that Anything that's just off the street, no matter how good it looked. No, 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 no. I'm not saying you were intrigued by thinking about it. I'm just saying you probably wondered, like, where's the limit with this person? They can say. Yeah, I did. I because you know what the thing about it is, it's like, why (laughs) would you want to tell a cabbie somebody you don't know that anything? Like, what does anything? Because that's the untied. What if you hold off and said you want to doodle in her mouth or something? Okay, let's let's roll. I mean, like, damn, anything? I mean, I wouldn't suggest anything. I'm just saying. Yeah, you got some grimy people that get off on just doing things to people. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like drug dealers, I knew that 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 made crackheads do things for free crack. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they they took joy in doing that. That's that's cruel, but you know, yeah, it is cruel. People like that. 
Because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, at that time, I guess she just, she jumped over. She's in the back seat, you know, because, you know, you put passengers in your back seat. She'd be all over the seat, licking on my ears. And I'm like, no, you don't need to Was she high on, like, Mario or something? Whatever. That was a long time ago. They didn't have a Mario. Yeah, it was just saying. Oh, years, years ago. Jesus. Uh, my daughter, my, oh, I didn't even, let me see. My daughter, 35 years old, and this was either, my daughter was probably about four years old, something like that. Oh, man, that's a long time ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who are these people now? You know? Yeah. What happened to life? It's crazy. Life? Crazy. There was, a, there was a much, much older woman. And I was driving a dollar van. And um, I said the right things to her, and she took it the wrong way. You know, I mean, I, I said nice things to her, but mm-hmm. yo, straight up, she looked like the Cookie Monster bald. That's what she looked like. Yeah. Yeah, she, 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 she was a hot mess. She was hot to trot, but she did not look like she had the energy in her body to be hot to trot. And she used to ride with me all the time. And she used to give me compliments that that weren't above a certain level where you start thinking things. So you're nice with people and you say nice things back. Oh, nice seeing you today. Nice. And she took everything the wrong way. So she told me one time, she says, um, when you're finished, I need you to come pick me up. I want to go to the supermarket. And um, I said, well, how late are you going to be up? She says, well, I'm going to be up as late as you are. I said, listen, on the weekend mm-hmm. night, sometimes I stay, open, I stay up to the crack of dawn and get up the next morning. I was a workaholic even doing that. So she says, it don't matter. You know, we'll go to Pathmark where it's open to 24 hours and you just let right. me know, here's my number. I said, if, I said, are you sure I'm not going to wake you up? She says, if I'm sleeping, I got to do it anyway. So I rung her, hoping she wasn't going to pick up. And she picked up all up and enthusiastic. I saw you drive by on the other trips because she lived right on the block where the vans went. So she was waiting. And I guess if I didn't do it or call her, she would have called me. Oh, you so, she was mad skinny. She is mad. She was mad, real skinny. Like there's something wrong with this lady, right? Mm-hmm. So she hops in the van and she's telling me um, that she's a witch, <laughs> and she has to explain to me. Now I done drove a couple miles already, and when she hopped in, she smelled like alcohol. Number one, mm. and she really looked like a cookie monster then, but she looked. She looked. <laughs> Like, okay, she was losing her hair. I'm not trying to make fun of the way losing her hair. There's no alopecia. But the way she looked, because, you know, some women can go bald and shave their hair off, but she was just like, when you look at it, you didn't think of anything sexual at all, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And so, she let it all hang out because there wasn't nobody else in the van. Well, I've been checking you out, and then she's like, I know you've been checking me out. I'm like, where did this lady get this from? <laughs> I have to tell you that I'm a witch and you know I, I'm very powerful in what I know and um, don't break my heart. I'm like oh no she's thinking that I'm hitting on her mm. and now if I tell her that I'm not interested that way she's going to try to throw some spells on me or curses whatever. I forgot already the definition right? But I was sitting here like oh god how do I um, how do I like break this to her? So I said, okay, I'll wait outside, you know, go do your shopping. No, no, I want you to come in with me. And I'm like, even though there wasn't nothing going on, 
Mm-hmm. I was well known all over from Shabba the Van, growing up in the neighborhood. I was kind of a popular guy looking back. And so there's a couple people in the store like looking at me like, you what the hell are you doing at three o'clock in the morning in the supermarket with this lady? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, because then she was trying to like get up next to me. You know, I'm pushing the cart and she tries to push the cart. So I let her push the cart. No, we can push the cart together. I'm not trying oh, to throw out this vision now. You know, because she couldn't have been no more than about 90 pounds with this big head shining in the places where the hair was dropping out. And then I realized she had a mustache, a straight up thick one too. I never looked at it like that. So, so then I'm helping her with the um, bags, getting in the van and everything. So she hops in and I started up on that. She said, just sit here for a while. I just want to see if there's somebody. I thought I saw somebody. I know she was trying to trick me. So I looked the other way. She said, Lance, real quick. I turned my head real quick. She jumped on me and stuck a tongue in my mouth and had a whole mouthful of spit. Oh, my God. It was nasty, man. She caught and she basically spit in my mouth. If I was, if this was a visual, like a, like a live show where we, I can show you, her tongue was darting and it was like a pool, a swimming pool, a thick, pasty spit. And I was like, ah, I was like, I spit it out of my mouth. She said, oh, so I turn you off like that? Oh, you don't want to be with me? I'm like, oh, shoot. Let me, let me, let me. How would it be harder there? How would it be harder there? No, but see, I know she was scandalous. She probably would have ripped her bra or something and said, I tried or whatever. And she was mad. You rejected me. You rejected me. Well, I'm going to show you what you what you missing. So she sat there with her two little skinny legs and sort of playing with herself. It was dark. You know, I mean, I, I could see. Mm-hmm. She leaned it back. I got to get my satisfaction this way. I'm going to get it. You men's, you, you men's don't appreciate what a good woman want to because I got some good pussy, you know. She was still drunk. I'm like, this lady's going crazy. <laughs> Don't you ever talk to me again. How did, I helped how did, with you, get a, how did you get away from her? No, she had to bring her groceries inside. And she was mad, you know. And then she went up and down the neighborhood to certain people. It wasn't everybody because, you know, in New York, nobody really cares. But she right. told people in the neighborhood, because one dude cared to me, yo, man. My mom was just friends with that lady over there, man. You really had sex with her in your van? I was like, no, I didn't. That's what she's telling everybody. <laughs> I was mad. I see her the bus stop and keep going. She was still trying to ride with me. <laughs> I don't know. Right? For me, for me, oh, though, man. I run from those kind of things. I run. So I don't get it. The spitzer was on my face like for the whole next day. I was trying to scrub my face. And it smelled like, you know, alcohol and spit. I mean, she just, she had half a cup of spit in her mouth, man. And she had to, ugh. I Why? don't know. I, 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 so, Jersey, Jersey was scary, though, because some of the, some of the stuff, I remember, <laughs> I was in, I was living in East Orange at the time, and one day I was coming home, I think I was coming home from work and stuff. And this girl just started following me. I'm like, why are you following me? She said, oh, you do you have a problem with that? I said, I don't have a problem with you following me, but I want to know why you're following me. Why you just turn around and start walking? Me? She says, well, do you have a girlfriend home? I said, you know, but are you, you're not going to follow me home. Oh, yes, I am. And this girl came, actually just kept walking, following me, following me. And when I got home, she said, can I come in? I go, well, after you reach this point, I think I would tell you no. Because it was just crazy. I don't know what she was going to do. 
because I didn't understand. So anyway, she came, came at my house. I was living in a basement apartment, and she came. She came, huh? Yeah, she no, she <laughs> no, she 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 stepped, you know, followed me to. <laughs> I came, well, and I'm telling you, that girl started to strip her clothes and said, "Who are you? I'll give you anything you want." I said, "Listen, no, 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 no." She said, "Well, do you have ten dollars?" I said, "Yep, I got ten dollars. Here you are. I don't need nothing." She said, "What do you want? I'll give you anything for this ten dollars." Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. You were going to quit Monday morning. That's right. So, yeah, you know what? I hurry up and get. She only, all she did was just take off her top. My apartment was full of stench. Oh my God. I just hurry up and told her. You know you were funky when titties are funky. Oh my God. It was bad. It was bad. I, <laughs> No, I don't need to do anything. I don't want anything. I don't need anything. Here's the 10 bucks. Go. Bye. She, she couldn't handle that. She wanted to do more, so maybe. I don't, I, you know, and the only reason why, the only reason why she got so far is because she kept following me, conversing, following me, and I'm saying, are you serious? You really seriously coming? Say, yes, I am. Yes, I am. That's good. Yeah. That's really Yeah. I, I was leaving a party one time. I was leaving a party one time in the neighborhood, but kind of a distance. Mm -hmm. And there was a woman who offered me a ride home. And I was like, no, it's okay. I'm going around the corner to a friend's house. But she followed me there, right? And she was really trying to follow me. And so I tried to use my brain. There was a crowded street. And I was like, she was trailing me. Next time I'm walking, come on, come on. I was like, I'm not getting in the car with her. She might be looking to do some organ theft. This is before we knew about organ theft. I was thinking about that. She might be some vampire kind of chick. So I said, well, listen, my friend's down the block. It's the only spot that's here. You need to jump in this spot, right? And um, just wait for me to come out. I'm going to go inside there. I just want to say something to him real quick. And bet you can take me home. If you want to hang out, I got to give her something, right? If you want to hang out, we can hang out. But I'm going up. And I knew the people in that house. But I went down the side of the house and I hopped the fence and it came out of the other side. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I told you. When is another one going of, to the floor. No, no, when those kind of situations hit me, I look up ways to escape because I do not know what you're up to. You just doing something like that? No. You you put me in a real defensive mode because I'm not think I'm not thinking any sex anything sexual there. I'm not I'm far away. my mind is far away from that. That those kind of things don't turn me on. It might turn on some other guys, but it don't turn me on. Because I'm not that type of a person. You, be you know. Um, be yeah, I'm very, very, very careful. I can proudly say certain things when I hear certain guys talk about certain things that happened to them and how they got into that mess. I said, Lord, I, I'm thankful for the way I am because I never get into some of these situations. A lot of situations I hear men get into. And I just yeah. shake my head because I'm like, you know, you you might, you as another man, you know, the, whoever I'm listening to or whatever I'm hearing, they might say I'm weird and oh, you don't like fun, but that didn't sound like fun to me, <laughs> you know? So, no, I, well, if you gotta be weird, be weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if they wanna call you weird, at least you're alive. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people that. out here, that the situations are really, really bad, you know? And yeah. um, once you're in it, 
it's not a knock to all women, but you're a man who has become wise and you have power over your lower desires and, and that's going to yeah. keep you here. Yes. Some guys have been hinted anything, no matter what the danger is, here they go gung-ho and they find themselves in a bad situation <laughs> or a situation where their life is about to lose their Gone. life. Gone. Simple. Gone. Mm-hmm. Gone. It's so quick. I mean, things, and mysteriously too, like how they find their body, whatever. They rob you, guys are there, close by, it's a setup. Mm-hmm. You know, you're living a good life and you're thinking like, wow, it's a nice day today. I'm going to go to the restaurant. I'm going to come home. You're living clean. A lot of these folks out here got drug issues or they're just trying to get what they can get and they're going to use your generosity or, or your way of not thinking against you. Yeah. They, I, I have it out here in the crowd. You know, you go somewhere and there's someone smiling up in your face because she thinks you're a tourist, like, you're not going to be around here in two weeks. You're only probably going to stay here two weeks. And they always come, hi, how you doing? Are you from America? Oh, wow. I always want to go to America. What's your name? Oh, what hotel are you in? I'll tell them because I'm, the I'm not in the hotel. I'm in the apartment. <laughs> you go in there and hang around if you want to. You know what I mean? And they, and they can be very, very aggressive. And you know that's what it is because, see, there's a young man that works as a security guard at one of the supermarkets close by. I have to get him on. Soft-spoken brother. I don't know if he wants to show his face because if he does, I'll go to the mall on a break and videotape him. Um, this is permission, of course, but I'd rather get him on the show over the phone because he was mm-hmm. talking about prostitution scams here in Ghana. There's mm-hmm. a lot of prostitution here. There's a lot that doesn't even oh. look like it. Mm-hmm. Because you have a lot of young ladies who are suffering um, financially. The economy here is really, really bad, you mm-hmm. know, and it's getting worse for people who have no skills. For right. those who have skills, especially if you're American, you're not yeah. going to favor giving you a job. And the job's not going to pay that much. You see what I mean? Right. Um, mm-hmm. There is no minimum wage here to give you what they want to give. There's no labor union and I have rights and I'm in the, yeah. I'm in the labor yeah. in the union. No, no, no. You're on your own. They do what they want. Um, as a side note, there's a lot of employee theft on these jobs, mm-hmm. a lot. And it's like, we get into the culture, you know, um, and a lot of times it's to get pity things. You shouldn't steal anyway, but I'm just saying that a lot of these folks that are stealing, they stealing to get the, the top of the line phone. The phone here is, is a status symbol. You got a top of the line iPhone or Samsung or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, sugar, honey, I see. That's the same as having a Lamborghini parked outside. So you just, the, the money hungry thing and the sense of entitlement, like, well, you're American. You have a million dollars anyway if you're here. They're going to mm-hmm. get you. They're going to try to get you. And what they do mm-hmm. with a lot of men, they get them for their lower desires. Because he was telling me one time that this man, there was a big case out here in Kamasi. And maybe I got a piece of it wrong, but this guy who had some high position in society, not as a politician, but damn near, he picked up this chick and she realized who he was. And he had like this house that had extra dwellings in it. And so she did what she did in the bed with him, blew his mind, all this stuff. And when it was time to get her on up out of there, because the wife was out of town, she didn't want to go. And he's like, listen, you have to go. And she's like, well, listen, I need that apartment upstairs. He's like, well, listen, I'd rent it to you, but I don't feel good about you being here after yeah. this kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. So she said, well, you have no choice. Because she did something to him, had him knocked out, took pictures, all this stuff, and she Ooh, had him on the balls. Oh. 
So, so when the wife came home, the wife was like, I thought you weren't going to rent that apartment because he was going to use it for family. He said, no, 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 I'm renting two or whatever, whatever. Now, he, he was affluent enough to fake his funds like he was actually getting money from her. But he was on pins and needles all the time because the prostitute got close with the wife. They shopping together. You know, he's in the bed, oh. sleep. He wakes up, and they both out there cooking breakfast. And you know, she giving him the evil eye and whatnot, and also tempting him. You know, and um, he started having relations with her again, and she was in. But it ended up tragically, not death, but something where it came out and it was a big scandal. But mm-hmm. a lot of women here, they see well, the other kind of prostitution. I say. It's not the kind that you see down in the tourist areas, just like anywhere else with short skirts right. and necklines and stuff like that, but on a normal street in the residential areas. Well, I'm not calling everybody here. Why is that? Well, me as a person who kind of sticks out, and I'm the forever tourist. The people who know me in this immediate neighborhood, they know better, but they're people you just walk, walk one or two blocks away, they're not used to seeing you. And it's late at night. We have any age woman. I'm not saying everybody. I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not right, demonizing right. the whole. But there are a lot of them that that figure they can get away with getting a little bit of money and not having their reputation compromised because yeah, yeah. you're gonna be going for it. So from young girls to older women, you know, they're walking down the street. Good morning. Good, good afternoon. Good evening. And then they're just saying it. So he's okay, good evening, good afternoon. Are you from here? No, and good and damn well I'm not. No, I'm from America. Wow. And he's talking about America, whatever. Who are you are you here with family? <laughs> you know, they didn't narrow it down. Yeah, you could say so. Where's your wife? You know, she's around the corner, she's coming real quick. <laughs> they get out of there. But you know, once they figure and they still bold. Well, if you want to spend time with me, let me get your number. You know, they say it innocent, but they don't know what it is. But it's happened to me lots of times. With a ride the Trotro, there's one chick I got on the, on the van. And if I'm going a longer distance, see the vans, they pack up. You have a medium sized van with 15 people in the bad boy, and they move seats together. I'm like, can you insure a vehicle like this? You damn sure couldn't do that in America. Because you can actually pack damn about 15 from behind the driver, maybe three more in the front seat. They'll do it one time. I counted because they have folding down seats. They have the bench seats, right? And there's a little row on one side with a seat that flips up to make you go by and it flips down. They squeeze, right? So I like to go way in the back, on the back row, on the left-hand side. Nobody Nobody climbs over me. Because I'm in an absolute seat. So this young lady gets back there. She was about maybe 30 or whatever have you. So she had this little skirt on. So I noticed, like, you know, she's squeak. It's tight anyway. So you're going to touch. So I kind of moved over, give a little more room. She slowly yanking up her skirt a little bit to show me her legs. <laughs> I saw her now. And she kept pressing her legs up on mine. I'm always wearing shorts. So she's kind of going with the bumps and rubbing her leg up on me. So I asked her, I said, you don't have enough room? She said, I have enough room, but you know what's going on. What's your name? I said, uh-uh. I said, I said some dumb name. You know what I mean? I said, oh, I'm, I'm Mickey Mouse. You know, she said, no, you're lying. And it worked out for the worst because she thought that was amusing and kept trying to oh, talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you thought know. you were going to end it, but it continued. 
so she and said, you don't like me? She don't, you don't like me, Reverend? She said it low, though. She didn't want the other Ghanaians to hear it. See, that's how they operate. They want to be holy in front of each other and do what they do behind closed doors. They're very careful about that. Mm-hmm. That's why I said a lot of the women here are so dry acting. I'm not looking for them to not be dry acting, but mm-hmm. it's like, how come there's so many babies around here when these women are walking around like they don't have no emotion? They they slick. They're slick. I, I, I so, don't know. I, I really meant to call you to ask you about what what the, your experiences and stuff. I really meant to call. Well, sometimes I get so busy. I got so much stuff doing. I don't well, I understand. I'm supposed to call you. I ain't do it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we, you know, you, but you, you know what I'm you, doing. You know? Yeah. You see, it's, it's, no, I'm talking about me. I'm saying, you see, like now, somebody just called me. Somebody who's going to come there, he just, he just voice note me. He told me he'll talk to me tonight. I'm about just about ready to end the conversation to talk about it because he's coming there and we're doing some business there so he wants to talk some music business you know he wants to he yeah. wants to talk to me so that's what i'm trying to tell you that sometimes i don't you know it's just so many little things to do and sometimes i get so tired by the time i go sit down tell me about it. yo i was doing stuff all day and didn't get much on the front end done as far as shows right. on the back end and now i'm working with a on a time limit before the first of september with something from YouTube to elevate the channel and then this other, it never ends, man. But I mean, I love it, you know? Yeah. Well, it keeps you, you know what it does? It keeps you out of, it keeps you out of harm's way, so to speak, you know, harm's way, you know, take your time and because you have time, you go do just like you said over there. Cause me, I'm the kind of person like this. I I'm, I'm, I'm very sociable. So I would be, trying to go places just to experience you know some of the mm-hmm. things that i see and you know the information that's been passing about even today i got a video about africa saying that african never used to women used to be you know considered not so much equal but have authority just like men had authority in other words they would lead if there's a war and it takes a woman to lead it she go lead it and you know she yeah. had she had she had almost equal capacity as a man, you know, and yeah. they should not be disregarded for that. When she was pregnant, she would look at a queen and she was treated very, very well, things like those. And you're like, wow, you know, Africa is really to, to really experience the real part of Africa. You have to go there because we sit out here and we hear so many things and we've been fooled by so many stuff that's just not right and you the only way to find things is to experience them yourself now what is happening like what you're telling me those are things that not in every single case but i'd say in most of majority of places it's that old american dream quote unquote american dream thing they see (laughs) but they see on tv so they come play it out in their own hood you know they trying to get all, all these things, because like you said, as quick as they hear you from America, everybody says, oh, they want to come to America, but here, here is someone like me who would love to go to Africa, to experience what Africa, what I'm hearing about Africa. Right. So therefore, right. I'm going to look for, I'm, and that's not what you're there for either, to look for those kind of things. So therefore, you're not really interested in that, but you're going to experience right. it because it's something, it's your journey. It's your journey. Of course, of course. Point of understanding. Plus, I, I don't do stuff anyway. 
I see it all. Even right. like I can see, I can see something quick and know what the whole thing is because, like, because you got experience and you you don't have to see the whole thing. You already know. Yeah. You just already know. Exactly. So, it's <laughs> um, something I would like to. I, I honestly, I would like to do it. I like to you know get that opportunity, and I'm working for that opportunity to 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 be able to, you know, to, to experience it before life. You know, for what we know yeah. as life, life, you know, a transition and something like that, because it's just, it's just something I've ever since I was a teenager, I've always wanted to go to Africa. I started into going to music because I said I want to go travel, and I love to travel the world, and I love to go to Africa, you know, do understand and get the whole concept of this continent that when I used to go to school, the white men tell me, oh, they're walking around with this and they're that. They never taught us anything good about it. I can remember coming from Jamaica at 14, 15 years old, sitting in class. I'm the only black in the class and everybody else was Portuguese and Italian. And these people are teaching this white man up there, teaching all this stuff about naked people walking around in African clothing, oh. and then bunch of fools. And, so, and what did I? I couldn't defend it anyway because I didn't really know anything. I was just learning right. myself. But what I was yeah. learning was a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> you know, I, I know it, and and so I'm like, okay, it's time for me to get beyond that. And I got beyond that by just being becoming a musician and becoming a poet and becoming militant in my own sense, you know. I, yeah. I have to fight for my own rights where I am to know that I have a right just like anybody else, not because you think that's what it is. And some of these people are telling these things about Africa. They've never been there. They've never been I there. I know. Ain't that something? Yeah. It's just like, a, it's just, to me, it's just the same thing like a Chinaman selling black people here and you never seen a, a real Chinese with black hair. Where do you get all this hair to be selling it from? And knowing so much about black people here and he's he not black. You know, but that's that's the way of the world, but you know. Well, bro, I gotta, you know, I gotta run out of here because, you know, because yeah, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks, thanks for swinging through. Yeah. We'll, um, all right. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, sometimes I can say, but respect. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll show you out, man. Yeah, I might be early. Yeah, man. yeah. I'll I'm here. All, All right. right. Man. All right. Yes, yes. All right. We're going to take some questions. You know, a little certified coaches over there. <laughs> My screen went black. What happened here? Okay, yeah, I'm I back. It's, I think it's like nighttime mode or something. Yeah. Remember, this is a new phone anyway still, too, so everything is good. Okay, get me back in the right direction now. Talk oh, to me. Uh, yes. Jump start me. Oh, you know, huh? of course, which one could not, I mean, which one you can could not live without? Like I said, I prefer, you okay. know, LG says she wants something to say. Come on, give us your opinion, Ms. LG. Is she giving the truth tonight? Oh, Ms. LG, she's stopping in. She's stopping in. Hold on. Oh, my goodness gracious. You caught me off guard. I was just waiting for, I was just waiting for you to get back on topic, sir. 
Yeah, well, you know, just um Well, um since 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 Dota's here, question. Question. What, did, what did you ask me? What's the question? Well, the question of, the question is actually the title. Oral oh. or intercourse, which one could you not live without? I can't live without either of them. What are you talking about? <laughs> which one do you mean? Okay, well, at least you admit our Duke is coming in. <laughs> I hear you do. And, and before you say anything, Duke, <laughs> let, 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 me, let me dig deeper into Empress LG. She gave an answer that was an answer. That's like pushing somebody out the way and running out the place. So I couldn't I get guess, my calls in. Yes. Look, 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 I'm a lawyer here, and we got you on the stand. Oh, God. So, what are the aspects of each that bring a unique uh, experience to you? And what is it that makes each one equal, even though they're different? Wiggle out of that one. I'm done. I'm going back in the corner. <laughs> I'm going back into my little corner. <sighs> I'm, I'm literally going back to my to my corner, my square. Um. Okay. <laughs> you can't wiggle out of that one. Oh, oh God. Specific aspects. I know. I I, I I know. I know. Okay. 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 Get out of here. You're, 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 you know, someone is performing. I'm talking about in, in my case. Hamada, Hamada, Hamada. Somebody is doing that for me, right? What's that? Paying your bills? Paying my bills. Paying my bills. Um, okay. Someone is um, snacking on my pizza. <laughs> Pizza? Um, what you mean? He went to the store and got pizza, and you're snacking yes, on it. Yes, yes, he's snacking. He's snacking on my 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 specific special pizza. Um, well, what kind of pizza is it? Chicken, pineapple, extra cheese. Um, I know uh, ain't no yeast on that pizza. No, well, no, 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 no. It's unleavened. Um, <laughs> um, what flavor? What flavor? Pepperoni. She all mixed up. I'm not mixed up. Anyway, listen, listen, listen. Anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really messed up now. Dear God. Um, okay. Rolling, man. I know, I know. <laughs> okay. The, the the thing is that for me, I know some people will say that you know they can do without you know um, intercourse if the person they're with can you know do what they do the oral part of it and just take them you know they say calgon take me away well performer take me away and that's understandable however for me why is it understandable <laughs> because it's because it's okay listen you're not gonna you're not gonna mess me up because it's good i'm a sexual it, it, lawyer it, my name is it, johnny cochran it, but go ahead exactly exactly that you can leave off the re in um but seriously we know it it feels good it feels really good and you can stay there and you can enjoy yourself and you can have a good time but for me <laughs> i like to have some penetration before the the you know the entire experience is over that's what that's what you know i want and so but I'm if not someone willing put a gun to their head and said one or the other, what will it be? Well, why would it have you to be both? so extreme? Why would it have to be so extreme? 
No, in, in real life, it's not going to be extreme. <laughs> all right, so, all right, for, for kicks yeah. and giggles, for kicks and giggles, um, oh, my God, I can't give up any of them. I don't want to have to give up any of them. Universe, where are you? I don't want to have to give up. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, it's, 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 Okay, I can, you know, I can stop it, Lance. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. We're gonna let it all hang out tonight. We're gonna let it all hang out tonight. But seriously, though, seriously, if a gun, I've already had my kids. If at this point in my life, right here, right now, if a gun is to my head. I want oral. <laughs> if, so that means you're 69 and if a gun is to your head. <laughs> <laughs> In that position, you have no choice but to do oral. <laughs> Whatever. See, <laughs> Whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm an investigative reporter. I pulled it out of her. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, go ahead, Duke. People are going to have a good old time with this when it goes up on YouTube. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh, man. That's a hard choice. But after, like, for the long run, I have to go Any wreck choice. <laughs> I have to go intercourse only because not everybody, you know, can give good oral. And I feel like it could get born after a while. If it's too much of it, it gets born after a while. Even if, even if the person do it really good, but I feel like the intercourse is different ways you could do it, different positions. You could always change it up, you know what I mean? But it's just, um, listen, man, the oral is not bad, but the intercourse is much better. And nothing better between between that portal, between a, a woman's leg. That's all I could say. Yeah, just, that's true. That's just, true. Uh, you just sleep in it. You wake up in it, sleep in it, wake up. <laughs> 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 So, so, so basically, what you're telling me is that when the, when you call the restaurant, you know, to see if they have something on the menu, you'd rather go and pick it up than have it delivered to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you can move the way you want, do whatever you want to do, whatever. No, that's understandable. At the same time, you know, I was I was with somebody. You know, my old girlfriend, and she's like, listen, I like doing this, and you're going to have to have a whole lot of this. We can do the other, but I like this. And I'm going to make sure it's just as fresh for you as it is on any other night. I'm like, well, what do you plan on doing? And she went out one day and came back with two big bags with about 15 wigs in there. <laughs> 15 different wigs. She said, yeah, okay. You're going to have a different woman every night, even though she try the best to actually have me have a different one every night. It's crazy. Different light bulb, different instrument. Huh? No, I said the one thing about the oral is that sometimes you just need it quick. You don't want to do too much mess. You just need something quick. You just go to sleep or just, you know, you don't want to right. do too much. That's one thing about the oral. It's like, you know, you can have it quick or, you know, you can have it slow. And then, you know, you can just relax afterwards. You don't have to do too much work when you're receiving a gift. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Sometimes just relax. Right. So it's it's a it's a hard choice. It's a hard choice, you know. But sir, this, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, what, what should I call him? Johnny Cochran here. Um, Johnny Cochran. Cochran. <laughs> oh, he fell off. Oh, wow. Um, but, um, yeah, it, that's a hard, hard, hard question. That's a, you know, nobody wants to have to make that choice. I'm just saying. Well, Are you there, Lance? Which one you, oh, which one would you choose? I muted myself for a second. Oh. That's like a little kid with divorce and parents having to choose which one to go live with. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. What'd you say, Duke? Oh. I think Duke was asking you which one would you prefer, Lance? Oh. Wow, now I'm on the spot. Yes, indeed. Look, yes, indeed. Come on, guys, bang the table. <laughs> I think I think because, like, I've been so, I've been exposed to so many situations, which has caused me to close the floodgates a lot because of emotions. Not that I'm falling in love with everybody I went to bed with. What I'm saying is that. To I'm coming to answer now. I'm giving a good, thorough answer so you don't have to ask me back. Oh, you know, my like gosh. I'm Johnny Cochran. I'm going to wiggle out oh of this one. Oh, my anyway, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, because of the vast experiences, there has been a disconnect because oral sex and intercourse really should have some meaning. I'm not saying in a super-duper committed relationship. But it should have some meaning if you like the person or whatever. And because of my unique experiences and getting to know people here, I don't think anybody here was as wild as I was. Because of that, I have been damaged somewhat where those gears have been worn down of going through with the full experience and being able to enjoy the full experience. Lots of times I was, well, yeah, I've been desensitized to a great degree. So I'd really have to have a real connection with someone to really get into it. So that's why sometimes and oftentimes I got to say in my prior life, because I'm not living wild like that no more. Toward the end of that coming up, I've leaned toward the oral thing because it was more impersonal. But then again, then again, that could be something to blow your mind even more and have more of a connection. Now I'll explain that. Intercourse, you're closer up, missionary position, you're inside the woman. There's no better connection than that. And I'll admit that for so many different levels of spiritually, emotional, to feel that closeness. You can't just go do an oral on each other forever and feel that ultimate closeness. So I will agree. I was being hard on everybody, but I'll agree with that. But then when you have that connection and you get into the heavy, heavy oral activity and they're, they're mentally with you, it's like they can go deeper on that. Now, in the past, I'll be very open about it. I've had a lot, several young ladies who tried to pull a fast one on me because sometimes I didn't always wear a raincoat. And it wasn't like they're pulling a fast one. I'm going to deny that that could have happened, but it was proven that it wasn't. So I got turned off to that, to, to a lot of, you know, just <clears throat> openly like, I'm not doing that. Or I wear a column, whatever have you. And then 
it was like I was just turned off to that that this thing could break and this could rip and they might be trying to you know push something on me that I'm not saying that I had nothing to do with it but you know I've seen women do some things with condoms and poking holes and you know doing little things to it lighten it up with a match on one part, but that, right to the point where, you know what I mean? It's going to burn. So now it's really weak on that side. So then now it's like, okay, we'll get into some oral. You wanted to know, I just, you know, I'll do you and whatever, that'll be it. Ain't nobody coming with, and don't leave the room. I'm not going to make you swallow. I'm just be raw, but don't leave the room and make, don't, you might put that stuff away and get, you have the dang on funnel that you got at the RS Strauss or the, 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 the auto supply place and get up on your back and put it in. I've seen and heard a lot of things like that. So it made me not trust it. And I got to know where my sperm is going. And chances are in that situation, it's a, it's a subconscious thing. I put myself in those situations and nothing came out of it. Um, concrete, you know, except that one time, you know, when I was involved with my girlfriend, and the other woman and some of the drama behind that, but that, that's that's what it is. I never say, oh, I didn't do that. No. But when people come at you and they're already pregnant with somebody by somebody else and you find out they're coming to you because you're the better choice in their minds, say, uh-uh, I don't trust that. I don't trust that. So that, that makes me lean toward that because you can let the feelings and fluids flow to a point without the drama. You know what so I mean? if but you had a gun to your head, if you had a gun to your head. Uh-huh. That's what you would choose. Yeah, because of my past experiences and and scars left through negative experiences where you you know you're being you know basically like yeah this is it and this is what it is and say like, how do you know you know you've been with different people recently or whatever you know no 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 it's you it's you yeah. uh, okay, okay let's see you find out that it's not then and then it's like the deception is what. It's like, I don't even want to go up down the road of deception. So it runs deep with me that way. Okay. That's safer to me, you know? So at this junction, for just, just for argument, we're not, you know, we, we all know where everybody's position in life is right now. But just for argument. Well, we, know, to, we, we know what positions we're talking about right now, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mess. Right now in this junction, would you still have that same feeling? Would you still feel the same way? Or would you would you lean more towards, you know, that deeper connection with intercourse than you would with, you know, oral? Well, theoretically, out of my situation of being married and stuff, just right. if I was just me right. and that was it, the scars are still there. But I can trust it more now because I'm older and if I was in a situation with some 25-year-old chick, yeah, it would be right there in full force. If it was an 80-year-old lady, hey, you got some good 80-year-old ladies looking out here. But I'm just saying, like, that would be, it wouldn't matter then, but I would have to get over the scars. Because I've been put in some really bad situations. Lies and lies a lot of times. I don't talk about it a lot, but it's happened a whole lot. It happened a whole lot. I had a whole family coming after me with that. And they knew good and damn well that their daughter wasn't, it wasn't me. She was already pregnant. But I was a more upstanding person other than a person who at that time I didn't know happened to be her pimp. It's like, really? And that was, it was traumatic to me. 
And then when, when I found out she's coming to me, so my old daddy, we can go to Las Vegas, we can go here, we can jump. What am I going to Las Vegas for? We already know what I do, and you know, it's no problem taking care of you. Like this how you want me to live? Are you crazy? I found out that it was the it was the pimp guy who used to beat her and stuff like that. Gorgeous lady, you know. You would never know. When you find out that you come close to them kind of situations, it hardens you. And because I've been in more situations than most, I'm not saying I'm the all-knowing, all-seeing, I'm the only one who's been through stuff, or I'm the only one who's been through a lot of women, but that's the drawback of it. The scars left, bad things, spirits, soul ties that are pretty much cut off and whatnot, but the memories, man, the memories of, of how you felt. I mean, I got a tremendous recall on a lot of funny stories, a lot of good stuff, but that recall also goes for the bad things. You know what I mean? The situations you put in. So that, that, that goes deep, you know? And then there's a whole lot of other things with that act or intercourse that must be in place mentally for you to enjoy. It's about the person. It's not even about the act anymore. It's about the person. It's got to be a trust, you know? And then now, you know, even from before, when I was doing bodybuilding, and just walking down the street to go to the train to go to the gym, I stood out so much I became a target that way. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get him. No, I'm going to get him first before you. I bet you he pays me money. So you don't know who's who coming at you for whatever reason. So I've always had to have my guard up. Always. So when you have that kind of mind coming up for different reasons through the years, normal, regular guys who have regular lives go to that too. But it was always amplified for me. Always amplified. And then the part where... Because of that, how folks can pick up that spirit. It's like, is this person sincere? Are they really into me? Are they into what they think I am? Because I'm a regular, boring guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could be regularly back, yeah. quiet, whatever. You know? No, no, I'm not. I mean, this is who I am. I mean, there's no, no way that I can do all these shows all these years and I'm faking something. You'd have to see through the cracks or something, but all those things have affected me. You know, like there was a time in my life, even though I was always street smart, I would literally like feel sexual things with a particular person, not everybody. And and it was like almost like straight love in my mind. Not like I got whipped and I fell in love because she sucked my dick good. Not like that kind of thing, but the mechanisms were there that weren't utilized because, like I said, you know, when I was molested at five by a female cousin who was drop dead gorgeous. I didn't know that then. And it, 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 it opened up things inside of me that weren't supposed to open up. But it wasn't like, oh, man, you know, I was eating her coochie. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I, I, I got a head start on everybody. I didn't know. That twisted me. And it worked out for a lot of women because they loved it. And, and like I said, that. It kind of messed me up, but then that's the very thing you gravitate toward. Let's take an extreme case. Let's take a straight man who was molested by some uncle or some man. It was made to suck the man's dick, but the man sucked his dick back and it felt good, but he didn't know what it was. So now he's getting noticed. Wait a second. I was molested. This was wrong. So he's, he gets with women and likes women, but at the moment of orgasm, he starts thinking things about being with a man.
No, I'm, no, that's not me now. I'm just saying a lot of guys have come to me on the show directly and really want to talk about some things. And it made me think about myself on other levels. So me being with my older cousin and she's making me, I'm going to be very graphic now, making me suck her pussy, her clit and her asshole every day for a couple months at five years old. What, what you think I'm going to like to do when I get older? So that's the wrong question to ask me, really. You know what I mean? Because I've been imprinted from young and there are emotional consequences that come with that. Because you're looking for that. That's going to be the thing. Because you've been imprinted with that. If, if you grew up in a household where down the block there were like two or three Italian restaurants that made really good pizza. Now you go move somewhere as an older person there's no pizza. You're like, damn, I need some pizza. And when you eat it, it reminds you of the old neighborhood, your friends, the older people who are there, the music of the day. Or It's more than just I'm eating pizza. So memories in my mind, you know, that make me form me a certain way. We all have them, whether they were pleasant or unpleasant. And for me, it was a molestation that worked out for the best. <laughs> I wasn't mad at it. Think back. Oh, I'm so traumatized. Nah, but it gave me extreme fetishes. And, and if anything was going to like make me get into something, it would be that. And I attach that to other feelings. So I can't do anything in a bed with a woman without doing that. You see what I mean? I'd rather do that because of the validation. And I never had low self-esteem. I was raised in a household and I really had really high self-esteem and respect for myself. But somehow, some way, the wiring got crossed. And so... That's why, you know, women whisper and they want to, oh, come on over my house and come over here, come over there. And that actually turns you on. It makes you feel wanted. But I was imprinted too young, much, much younger. And that became my thing, you know, so. And it was safer anyway because of the other situation. So, eh. but it's not like I don't like that, you know, intercourse. I love it. But either you got to be postmenopausal, <laughs> which even when I was young, there was some that were. <laughs> there was some women that were. I'm like, yeah, we can have intercourse. <laughs> you know? Maybe that's why I gravitated toward older women anyway. You know? Postmenopausal, you had a better shot, even if I was 20 years old. Like, damn. <laughs> So there's a lot of secrets, a lot of secret rendezvous. That's what we can talk about it. Universe is like, damn, we getting it good tonight. He's just letting it all hang out. <laughs> <laughs> that popcorn done. I am Say it again. What'd she say? I didn't hear her. I said, I said you were going in, so I'm going in. So I said, then I thought about it. I said, I guess I shouldn't have said it like that, but. You were just getting those <laughs> topics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, I have no hang-ups to share or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm free of... And I was never hung up like... <laughs> yeah, talk to me. 
I said, I was going to ask you about, because uh, I know you were talking at one time about different parties and all that. We were talking about the swingers and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. are live and well. They just go into different names. But I know oh, you yeah. have like, different experiences with some folks that, you know, prefer certain things and some folks that prefer when you was back then, your days, you know, doing what you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to answer. Let me just plug this uh Oh man, I hope, hope, this, hope this doesn't go out. I don't know why this plug must have uh, unplugged it. I thought it was plugged in. Hold on a second, though. Let me get my um, charger here. Because this phone works through internet. And this was about to blink off. I would have been in trouble. <laughs> oh no, too low. Anyway, yeah, wherever you go, the more suppressed. The society is is the more underground this type of stuff is going on and if it is where people live in a gated affluent community and they do these things they will go to where it is but it never dies this is more um prevalent than what you would call the gay community because they make a lot of noise but it's very a small amount of people that make a lot of noise and a lot of control so we think it's bigger than what it is but on a sexual level, like what goes on behind closed doors, there's a lot of people, couples, married, that are straight swapping or doing threesomes with either a man, a woman, or both. And it's big and it never stopped. And it has always been going on. It's always been going on. Think back to the 40s or 50s. I wasn't around, but I talked to people who were in this thing and they were telling me their memories and what they've been through. I'm like, damn. There was no internet, there were no dedicated newspapers, but there were places in certain bars on certain nights that it started out small and got bigger. And some of these clubs that I went to were established from way back because some of these people were too old to damn do anything. It it looked like, right? But they were just in that mindset, in that mentality. That was their norm. That's what they liked. You know, you might see some old man with liver spots, damn near 80 years old, sitting off in the corner, jerking off with two fingers. (laughs) You know what I mean? And his stuff is limp. Like, what are you getting out of this? But that's that's what they've always been doing. And a lot of times, these guys, let's just go down the list. Yeah, these old white men that love to see guys run up in their wife. Because a lot of them, and this is not my thinking, I figured it out. A lot of them weren't attracted to their wives no more. So if they saw somebody that saw value in the wife, even if they were just trying to use her to be a glorified friction provider, it was like, well, man, damn, he's getting off. He's getting off on something I'm not even, you know, attracted to anymore. So that raises her value in a sick way. Now he's over there masturbating. Normal to be like, yo, man, don't even get near what you talk about. Don't you put your hand on my wife that's in the street in regular life. But then in situations, yeah, sure, go right ahead, fine. I just have to watch. And they love doing that. And you get some dogged out looking women, you can understand why. And everybody ages naturally, so I'm not knocking anybody for that. But, you know, with them, that's the way it is. And they want that regular. And a lot of black people are getting into that too, believe it or not. Or you also have the faction of people who the guys are secretly by. And they're really, you know, the wife is a sexual shoehorn. 
She's just something used. That's the closest thing that he'll do. She knows it. And that's why she always tries to come out with a vagina full of sperm. And they'll be getting out of there quick so he can suck it out of her. Because he's really undercover bisexual. And he's watching this guy enjoy his wife and getting turned on in a different way. Ain't that something? Because I've watched this stuff for hours and analyzed and stuff like that. And I'm talkative. And there's a lot of people who've been through stuff and they'll never say anything. Because they haven't come to grips with what they like. Right? I'm somewhat of an exhibitionist and I'm somewhat of a voyeur. You know what I mean? We're all visual and sometimes I like to show off. Hence me being a stripper. But but it was a distance even with that. With a lot of stuff, it was a lot of distance. And that was one of the curses I put on myself because I was so desensitized that I want to be whipped. I really don't know what it's like to be whipped because I've been through so much. You know what I mean? It's like you work so much overtime that you finally have, you're retiring, you're home with your family eating dinner, you feel weird. Like, I was never here. <laughs> you yearn for it, when you finally get it, it's like, am I unwhippable? Am I so desensitized that I want to be whipped? Girl, please don't leave me. Oh my God. You have an orgasm. Oh, I love you. I love you. How many of us when we were younger said I love you in our early orgasms to somebody who it wasn't like that. It just happens to be, and you get it, and you go, oh my God, oh, I love you, I love you. That's where it's supposed to be. But we've learned that the society separates emotions and sexuality. Girl, don't go in too deep now. You don't want that man to have you whipped. You got stuff to do. So we're taught that. Have sex, but don't fall in love. And that's the worst thing to say. But then again, in this world, it might not be the bad person to say. Because if you fall in love with the wrong person, they got you. They got the chip. They got the master chip that controls you. And now you walking around behind, behind like the mummy with your hands out. <clears throat> I tell you what to do, you jump. You ask how high. You know what I mean? So it's a, like a, a lot of psychological things with sexuality that we get exposed to very young. Or too early, or we don't understand the power that's underfoot. Like putting a kid in a 5.0 Mustang, the kid will kill himself. So as he touches that kid, he too low to see over the over the dashboard, and he's speeding down the block. There's too much power. I'm not gonna say it's too much, but we're usually not developed enough or understand ourselves to know the power. Or how powerful it is that we're getting into this thing. Because it's directly to your brain and your heart. And so how you have to slay yourself in a sense to not get caught up. But you're supposed to get caught up. Let's just be raw. It could be some chubby little dude with a little dick and he don't really know how to eat pussy. And he's your first experience. And it felt so good. But then when you got with Big Dick Johnny, who knew how to lick a pussy and ass at the same time and take you to heaven that way, now you're like, hmm, I don't want the little chubby guy no more. Right? But if the blinders kicked in and you was with a little chubby guy with a little dick, you think he's the greatest, and, and the love kicks in and you got blinders on. Because I don't care how much porn you see, once you had that feeling for that one person, it's that one person. I wrote an article years ago called <clears throat> The Stickability of a Woman's Heart. 
I wrote that like 12 years ago, 13 years ago, that I compared a woman's heart and a man's, but a woman's really, to the tape that you use in elementary school to put up uh, the construction paper on the wall, like when you, you did something with crayon in the first grade and the whole class said, mommy, mommy, look at mine right there. It's a parents' teachers uh, association meeting. Um, so when school is over, they give it to you. They take it down and they give it to you, right? You put it up in your room, sticks. A humid day comes, your mama's cooking, the windows are closed. It falls because of the humidity. You pick it up again and you press it on. It stays up, but it falls down because you got little hairs in there. You got oil on there. You got dust on there. And the more you stick it up, it's easier for it to fall down. So a woman's heart is that way. When you catch her early and she falls in love with somebody, it's a complete connection. She's adhered to you as you should be to her. But her heart gets broken, hurt, used. It can work again, but it's a little harder to stick. And if you have several bad situations, I'm not saying it's impossible, but sometimes you got to rip out a new piece of tape and realize that I got to get a new mindset. This happened to me before. I was exposed to this, but I can't carry this because your stickability will come down to nothing and you won't be able to enjoy anybody. You see what I mean? So sexual experiences are so powerful on a spiritual level. I mean, I talk trash and use little words and talk a little common, but you know, when it comes down to it, it's a very, very, very serious thing. And if you can get into it and not be on automatic where I'm getting into this, but I'm holding back. Like the song there by Shanzon, don't hold back if it feels good, do it. But it's not about feeling good. It's about all pistons firing. What good is sexual intercourse or oral sex doing something so intimate and you can't really feel close with the person? You don't let them in because of the pain you went through before. So who's going to gamble? Who's going to take the risk? Who's going to open up with somebody they don't really know, but they see they're pretty nice, but eh, take a chance and you lean towards safety. You know, years go by sometime with people and they can't open up. So even if I've been in a situation in my life where I've had to disconnect and whatever, and that's still part of me in a way, I'm going to be open about it. I'm going to be open and tell it. And maybe it'll help other people. I'm not messed up permanently, but I saw too much. <laughs> I've been in too much. Can't say, you know, and I've gotten out of it unscathed on some levels. But it's going to take a little more time to recuperate. Because these things last years and years and years. And in that way, I dog myself out. There's a price to pay for everything that you do in nature. And so in that way, you know, the times, my stickability, you know, sometimes when you thought that certain things would go a certain way and it's so easy for a person to part with you. And, and I can understand women who have had their hearts broken and say, ah, I'm going to be this way or that way. But to go and purposely hold back, that's not healthy. And people stay on automatic with that. You know, and that's not good. You'll never live. You'll be choked off. That's like trying to squeeze into a suit your mama bought you when you were six years old or a dress. It ain't going to work. It's a dress then for the ladies. It's a mini skirt for you now. <laughs> I don't think too many men would complain about that. You're going to wear that dress, girl. 
Well, you drop something. <laughs> mm. My boring, y'all. Everything's quiet. Hit me with some not questions. Oh, you want me to go back to the swing and stuff? Okay, I'll go back to the swing and stuff. Ask me some specific swing and questions. <laughs> what? <laughs> See, I know I'm doing good. You know why? I'm telling everything, and I'm telling y'all to ask you about anything. Y'all scared to ask a question. <laughs> we don't know what to ask you. We need to unfresh the show one day. Just, we just got to put the beans, man, because... <sighs> That's like me being a fighter and I beat the guy so bad that you're like, I'm, I'm satisfied. Even though I did it all in the first round, like, damn, I got my money's worth. <laughs> he beat his ass. You know? <laughs> um, all right. Well, you know, um, you get know. Deep. Get, give me some sparring here. This is no challenge. Go deep. I'm ready to go. Look, I'm giving it to you deep off the first shot. Come on. Let's, let's go 10 levels deep. 10 levels deep. You 100 levels deep. So you kind of shook at me just now when you said um, your cousin. Hmm. You know, because you, you gave three different areas, you know. Hmm. That, be specific. Um, what are you saying? Listen. You're trying to be safe in the question? You know, you know, you know this is me, right? Listen, I, listen I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make you... Oh God! Um, you know, polite man. We just gotta say it. Uh, oh, articulate and whatnot. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> well, so, like, was there, was there, was there any part of what your your um your cousin made you do that you found a little distasteful? Nah. Nah. I, I, I guess I'm just destined to be a flaming heterosexual because. In my thoughts in the past, of course, you know what it is. You know it was your cousin, older cousin, but that's not my fault because, you know, she made me do those things. She got me doing those things. And I knew there was some energy around it. And I liked it in hindsight. So if I liked it then, I'm going to like it now. You know, there was no like, oh, my God, I was trying. There was none of that. It was weird, right? Now, if it's some man, I'd be all messed up because as I get older, like, something's wrong. But this is a woman. And I was five years old. I don't know nothing about I'm not even developed that way. But it was a perception and a spiritual thing that you, I, you say to yourself, not like as a five-year-old, you're, 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 you're intellectualizing, well, you know, I'm not at this point of my development yet. But it was like an intrigue. like. And then sometimes I walk past where she was on the couch and she lay in there, always in this little short slit, always a, a titty hanging out or a butt cheek hanging out or and then sometimes she jump and try to grab me like we're playing. I'm walking around in this little t-shirt, my little ding ding hanging out. You better put that away, you know, because I'm gonna get it. And she suck on me too. There ain't gonna be no result. I ain't no puppy water in me. <laughs> Lord, but it was Lord, it was warm and it was like it's like it was imprinted in my mind. So that's why I prefer having sex on couches more than beds. I got to think about oral sex and couches, yeah, and scantily clad women. <laughs> it's like, what truth serum did he take? Yeah, I'm, I'm very clear with that because still there are a lot of men who and women will be upfront with what the experience and facing certain things and seeing what rhythm was set forth 
earlier on in life. It's like the kid that was raised strict and never could go outside. When he finally got outside, he went buck wild. You know, so back in the 70s, as I was dating girls my age, you make it out and stuff, and all of a sudden you go there. What are you going down there for? That's nasty. They didn't know. There was no porno around, no girlfriends to say nothing of experience. People were doing that then, but that was imprinted in me. And then when they come back two years, three years later, after they heard about how good that is, and I do it, now they hooked. Then the word gets around. And I was one of them guys. Hmm. Hence the church ladies. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Did you start writing the book? <laughs> Shoot. Dang. Where do I start? Okay. <laughs> There's stuff, there's stuff that I did in that trance way that I'm ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'm just saying that for a figure of speech. I'm ashamed to say, I don't even remember half this stuff. Really and truly. And when you flowing on that, it's a spirit thing. And it ain't good. It, it really, it, it's not about me saying I was that good and I was this. No, I'm not saying that. I was looking for love not consciously saying that because as much as I grew up settled in a loving home that I had an ache in my heart when I'm home, I'm like, man, it's so nice to be home. My parents were mad cool and taught me things. You know what I mean? I had it better than most people I knew. I can go outside, be the life of the party, hang out with my friends and come home to tranquility. Cause you know, my brother was older than me on drugs and never around. Right. So, so I question myself, like, why was I looking for love? I had love, but that's a different kind of love. But I was, always, I was always a romantic little boy on, on the flip side now. Did that, did that stem from that five-year-old experience in imprinting? Or what was it? Like I used to say, I say, I see grown women and they might be crying on a TV show or look a little sad in real life. And I was like, boy, if I could only have a shot at loving that woman. I'd make it all right for her. What am I going to do at 11 years old? <laughs> Look at this, a 30-year-old woman. Tell me I'm going to make it right. <laughs> I didn't have no license. I didn't have no car. I might have had a toy out the cereal box. That, that's not enough to satisfy the woman. <laughs> I got this out the Cracker Jacks. It's yours. <laughs> but that's the way I was wired, too, because I saw how my parents were to each other. I wanted to be like that. I wanted to be the man who, you know, would get down in the mud if I had to for my for my woman to be the hero and all that. All that stuff was in my mind, which was proper. But the sexual part that connected with that part, and I'm like, I'll do anything you want me to. I dare you. I'll never say no. Blah 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 blah. In my mind, you know. Right. Like whatever it took. I wasn't compete with nobody, but that's just the way it was. So it's a strong drive, and it really all wasn't good either. I was hijacked. I'll take full blame for things I did, but, you know, might have been a little possession there. You know what I mean? Because it kept coming at me. It was uncanny. You can ask any of my friends growing up. They always wanted to come with me, like, you know, where you going? I'm just going to the store. Because they knew something was going to happen, and they might get some of the extras. Mm. They would tell me what to wear. Like, yo, Lance, we're going, 
Me and my other friend, I ain't gonna mention his name. I've mentioned his name before, but I won't put him on the spot. I, I tell him, I tell him. my friend Angelo. He knows his work schedule was a certain way, and my work schedule was a certain way. We had thir- we had Friday off, but Thursdays early we got off, and so we did a thing called the Thursday night walk. He loved it. I had this one piece bodysuit. I told you about that, black, like a wrestler's whatever, one piece, mm-hmm. spandex. You gonna wear the outfit, right? <laughs> he's he's telling me this like like I'm his woman, but not like he's but but like that's gonna guarantee us to get women because they're gonna see you and come towards you, and I'll be able to get over. That's what it was. I had some friends saying, "I'm not going away with you. The girls ain't gonna pay me no mind." But it wasn't even about that or the body. It was just anywhere, the subway, going to the store, whatever, whatever, and my personality. And I'm not saying, "Oh, I had this great." I was always friendly, and it was never a thing where. Hey girl, I'm gonna try to get you in the bed. <laughs> that was removed. That's what intrigued them because that wasn't there. And that happened like, wow, you're so nice and you're a gentleman and you, yeah. And I wasn't playing that way. I was raised a certain way to respect people, but they sensed something else, you know, and that's what it was. It's spiritual. But in that period, I'd say, like, for me, because I don't count the time I was with my old girlfriend, but I had it then independently anyway. But from, let me see, really strong, because it was always there, but I say like from 78, 1978 up till all up in the 80s. Even when I was with her, I'd go somewhere by myself and it was, well, you know, I had permission to bring them home. Who's that? That's your sister? Sometimes I wouldn't say for shock effect. No, that's my girlfriend. Don't worry about it. Oh my God, I gotta put my clothes on. She's gonna kill me. <laughs> she ain't leave, though. She understood what's going on. She might have been with it. Oh, really? Oh, sure. Let her come on in. So my 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 normal is not normal, y'all. And it's it's an honor to be able to speak these things, and y'all still come to the show. That nigga's a nut. Something wrong with him. Oh, just that's the way it is. Oh, My normal was fascinated. <laughs> I could understand. I could understand why. You know, it, it's it's kind of a therapeutic thrill for me because I was so immersed in them worlds that that was my normal, and I felt abnormal around other situations. Like, oh my god, if they only knew. But there are a lot of people living like that. A lot of men living like that the same way I was living. It ain't just me. They may not be telling it. Yeah, I can't run for president, you know. President freak. <laughs> you know what I mean? I promise that when I get in office, there'll be sex clubs every every mile. No, I'm not pushing that. I'm just saying those things happen. Look, people smoke crack and they in the street telling what they do. And you're like, I can't believe this person. This stuff is mild compared to what some people are doing out there in the world and in their life. You know what I mean? Mild. Trust me. Now they say it. Trust and believe. <laughs> Silence. I'm telling y'all, I'm wide open. You got me here answering questions. There is like, hamana, hamana, hamana. <laughs> oh, the questions I are too deep. Huh? Some of those um, um Church women, I was like, I used to hear them stories about them, you know, church women or church. Oh, women. But, uh, they're the words. They holy, but they out there doing whatever. <laughs> what? What? That was Listen, crazy. If I was in America and y'all don't believe that, not that I would do it to do it because I want to do it, 
I would go undercover. I'd go into a church and give me three times being there. Three. And I'd be up in somebody's bedroom. That's not bragging. I'm telling you how it worked. The ones that are down, they're going to let you know in so many words without saying it. A glance, a statement, whatever. You roll up in a church and I'm married, but if I pretended to be a single guy, doesn't matter what kind of car you drive, but you amp it up across the board to make it too good to be true. You show up there early when they're filing in you in the parking lot. And you got a nice car. You got a nice body. You're clean cut. You don't have no wedding ring on. Most of the women that's going to come at you are married anyway. Some of them are single. And you go in the back, you stand there. Don't mm, two thirds of the way in the back. The ones in the back can see you're good, and the ones in the front, they turn around looking at you. If it's a, if it's a pimp pastor, he really don't want to see you there because you're robbing his thunder. But the other women that are there, and, and you go into some activity like they have after church, that's the key right there where they can get up close and personal and meet with you. And they're going to talk with you, and they're going to not be able to stop talking to you. Look, I told you, Elegy, when that dude tricked me here in Ghana, we, he, he, he met me on the overpass. He got on the video, kept in contact and said, man, I want to talk more in depth about religion. I said, okay, man, I'll, I'll come there. Because I know if it was corny, half the people watching are going to want to see the activity in the background. You know what I mean? So that's why I have good backgrounds, movement and stuff. Got there and he said, oh, I forgot I got to meet this friend. I got to pick something up. Please come with me. We'll come back out and we'll finish. I said, okay, cool. No problem. So got there and it was a church service and Okay, uh, y'all can still hear me, right? My phone just acted stupid. Went to a different screen. Let me see. Yeah, we hear you. Okay, good, good. I'm, I'm learning how this thing works. So, service and everything started raining. I was trying to leave. I went back, waited there, the service over, and three young ladies came over, and they wanted to recruit me. Do you have a church home? Same thing over here as it is in America. And um, I'm talking with them, and I'm resisting, you know? And they spent more time with me, but they was giggling, you know, because I gave them some slick answers, made them think on a mild level. And they were intrigued because, see, a lot of these churches are so closed in and you have this male energy and you're intelligent and, and you're not some little teeny bopper. And, and you're really speaking to them on an intelligent level and really taking away the power from the pimp pastor. So the pastor comes around. He's kind of he don't want to admit and come stand and listen to me. It's funny because every woman's phone there and some of the men had a screensaver with the same picture in it of him. This man was their God. So as I was speaking to them and they tried to recruit, recruit me, ask me questions, and I'm breaking it down and spinning it around on them. It was like a fighter who was expected to lose, but now they realize he got skills. He's saying some stuff. And I'm asking them questions now. And I got them thinking now. And the more I did that, on a psychological level, they would get moist. They would get moist. I say, man, I got to talk to this guy. Not like I want to give you sex. It was a psychological moist. They were intrigued to hear who is this guy, first of all. Like, like he's new. He's just... So a lot of times with many women, it's, it doesn't start out as straight vaginal moisture. The mind first. You get them there, not tricks, not pimp talk, but genuine energy, and they can feel it, it's a wrap. 
or they'll feel the pull of you and they'll be thinking about you. Now, I don't do this on purpose. I just had to learn how to explain it because I see it happen with different men, not just me. Once you touch on them in a different way in a psychological level and they feel your energy, they got to have it. Even if you don't go to bed with them, they want to hear more from you. You watch people on YouTube that are charismatic and touch you in a certain way, make you think immediately and hit you with something. You can't forget them. I used to listen to all the Farrakhan tapes and Muhammad Ali growing up, how he slick with the talk. Ain't no homo thing, but I admired him. I couldn't get enough of these guys. So it can go that far with women, but oftentimes they start going down the list and comparing against the experiences they had before. And you become their champion and it happens to be that way. And that's the way it happens naturally. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. A lot of times men are charismatic in a weird way or a bad way. Look at the young girls today. You got to be a criminal or a thug to get their attention. Used to be a man work a job and commit himself and go out there and bring back the money and support the woman. She said, oh my God, he's my personal hero. Unless you got a gun sticking up places and selling drugs, you know, it's invert now. It's been turned around. You know? So yeah, once I wrote, I wrote down my stuff out of respect. I said, well, we'll just, you know, so we can have it on file. And um, but when it came time for the um, email address, I put the Lance, Lanscare.com. I was flexing. I was showing off. Because the pastor was hawking that. He was close by listening. I said, yeah, Lanscare.com. That's my website. Go ahead. Go over there and check it out. And he, he immediately came in and greeted me, shook my hand real quick and said, you're needed over there. So they broke that up. This nigga's too prepared. The nigga walked through the door and he got a website. He's from America. He seems to be halfway intelligent. Oh no, you ain't taking none of my hard on flock, especially since I didn't tap that one yet. There's a lot of things going on with men, with women. You have to be able to perceive these things. Not for anything bad, but you know, actually it makes it good when you know what's going on because not everybody's gonna tell what's in their mind or in their heart. You got to kind of read between the lines. They may not tell you 10, but they might say, hi, 2468. The hell she's about 2468. She told you 10. You got to look at things in a three-dimensional way. Most people don't do that. Sometimes a woman's telling you, telling you without telling you. And they don't want to say it. And they're mad because you can't figure it out. They're giving you all these hints. See what I mean? So you got to be able to read between the lines. Especially with a woman. And so you mean, how is it that in passing? Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I know I used to do that. I used to do that to folks that like try to go throw them in. Like you said, and they be sitting there looking clueless. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't yeah. you, you, know, you know how I know? You're lost. <laughs> so we're going to leave that alone. You know how I know? A lot of them same women that came at me, they would tell me. They would tell me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had somebody the other day tell me the whole, you know, I didn't know them. And he came and, hey, I feel comfortable talking to you. He told me every detail. I ain't going to repeat it, but I'm just saying. And, and I said I'll talk about it because you all don't know who it is. They're anonymous. Oh, my husband, he just, he doesn't, he's so frail and he just, you know, to make him, 
look manly to me. I got to piss him off. Then when he gets angry, that's when I get so wet. And I got to wow. catch it for sex right there, you know, but he's frail and a pushover and whatever. I got to get him real angry. You see, a lot of times these chicks, I hate to say chicks, I'm just talking street talk. A lot of these chicks, these men don't realize, when they piss you off, they trying to get a, the, the best F-U-C-K out of you at that time. And you go ahead and get pissed off and mad at them, and you done missed an opportunity for something good. They piss you off. There's some women, not no abuse now, but yeah. a man being a man. Girl, you you know, you getting on my nerves. You Come over here. I, I, I talked to you for some reason. What, what you talking about? Come over here. I'm not being disrespectful. Come over here. Close that door behind you. Listen, get in that bed. We're going to work this out this way. Some women, if you do it the right way. Oh, yes. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. You pull out and you rock hard. Listen, you've been getting on my nerves all this time and I figured out what it is. I know what you want. Come over here. Now, everything can't be that. You you can't come that way to a woman when that's not it. You might have, she might have a legitimate issue with you and dick ain't going to cure it. Yeah. You see what I mean? But again, if you're reading the, the rhythms and she keep picking at you, little things trying to get on your nerves, not just get on your nerves and it's not really a serious thing, but she acting that way, you got to you gotta be careful too. You do that and you get smacked and you know, I'm trying to really talk to you about something else. And now you, you know, you can't do it all the time. That's not the cure all for everything. You got to let it build up. It's like makeup sex. You fighting and whatnot, and then you do it. You mad doing it. And all of a sudden, the anger's going because, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh my God. The pendulum swings the other way. Mm -hmm. And some women like it that way. You know what I mean? If you're a nice guy over time, they're going to try you. Somebody, uh, a friend of mine that said that. I don't know what she was out there doing something. And the dude was like, you, you keep talking, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm take it right over there in that corner and fuck the shit out you. Keep on. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. God, like, what? The Ella telling you right now, she laughing. She like that too. See? Listen. <laughs> she quiet the whole time. See, I know how to read it. She made sure. She, That's an agreement leave laugh right there. Leave, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> because she looked back in her memory banks and remembered the time. It's like a comedian. Comedian make you crack up, not because he's funny, because he's saying stuff that you would never say, and you think about it, like, yeah, that's true. It's all in his delivery. Comedian come out to my remember the time. I remember the time I went to the bathroom, man, and that, that was a one ply accident. Doodle all over my finger, man. And people go, oh, damn, that's She's like, yeah, I remember that happened to me. That ain't gonna say shit. He crazy for saying it. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> it, could was raised. Be, it, could, it could just be funny, you know. It could be a funny it could, comment. See, 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 with it. It could just be. It could, it could, it could, it could. Uh, but that's the truth, though. You you got to sometimes get down to basics. Not, but you can't do it all the time. You know? The look on their faces when you say it, you just bust out of nowhere. Now, if you're a dude who's always level-headed and steady, and the effect may not be. If you have that little streak in you, like, this guy's, well, he, he's a with this. See, I, I got that streak where people know me. Like, I don't care. I'll say whatever is on my mind. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> But I also know how to be decent and, and 
upstanding and but you piss me off, I'm going to say it. Or if I know it, I'm going to say whatever. So I'm a wild card, you know. I'm a conservative wild card, you know. Just like Russian roulette, go pull the trigger and see which bullet going to hit you in the head. It might be that one that's coming up in the chamber next. So people look at me like, is he going, you know, all the shows I've done. I go the whole show being so decent and upstanding. <laughs> I call it the Joker effect. <laughs> people come on the shows and say something stupid in the chat room. I just bust out and say it. You know, not for shock effect because it's the way I am. Why? I've seen and been around too much. I'm not holding it in for nobody. Mm-mm. You're not even that, that old be. yet. <laughs> well, you know what? It's not the age, it's the wear and tear. I'm not going to say there's wear and tear, but I've been tuned up nicely, maintained nicely, garage kept, but man, I got some mileage on me. But it's not bad. You know what I mean? It's, it's not bad mileage. It could have been bad mileage. You know? but it's mileage, but I've been tuned up. Like when I used to drive the dollar van, I used to change oil every week. Every week. Because I was putting on serious mileage on that vehicle. You know, so as much as I talk, I live a quiet life. You hear no noise behind me. Ain't nobody, you know, no drama. Boom, boom, boom. Larry's man, you in there? You owe me some money, man. No, nobody in the chat room talking no stupidness. I mean, uh, the comment section. I'm wide open in the comment section. People can say anything. I'm surprised people didn't make stuff up just to say something. <laughs> his, his comment section is too peaceful. <laughs> uh, if they said something, I'm going to say it better. Oh, yeah, I remember that story. You ain't telling it right. Let me tell it. If somebody gets a hold of some nude pictures. I got a lot of nude pictures out there. You know, so what? Well... <laughs> You know, um, you kind of have to go to Hal Rubin now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm kind of winding up. Going. Yeah, true. Yeah. I'm getting too sentimental with the bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Because you promised earlier in the show, you promised. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to, you know. Let me wet my whistle. Yeah, yes, indeed. How come I got when I start pacing back and forth doing a show, I keep grabbing water. And I got three bottles of water, one one tenth full, one one half full, one one third full. <laughs> I'm a chain water drinker. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a box. Oh, you know what? You know that picture where I'm standing on stage and I'm flexing my legs. It's black and white, and there's other guys standing next to me. That was the day I met Howard Rubin. Really? In, in, yeah, in the in the in the base of it, it was either a typo that I wrote or the person who wrote the article wrote. Because I'm in a lot of magazines and photos like that that I still I know the issues, but I have yet to order them. And there are a lot of pictures in there that you've never seen before in some of these magazines. There's one that's like really my absolute best, better than the other one. That is one I'm trying to get really bad. I look real Hollywood in that one. The smile, the pose, everything was like so charismatic. I got to find that one before I'm a super old man. But anyway, um, it was that day. It was actually June. It was the first week in June, June 7th, June something. But it wasn't May. And the article said May. 
I think I said it was May. No, I'll never forget that contest. Hands down, that was June. And um, what, what, what high school was that? Washington Irving High School. Washington Irving High School. Yeah. And so when you saw that picture, that was the, that was the evening show. The scores for the places were already added up. And the prejudging, like 8 in the morning, 7.37, it's like, damn, why I got to be so early? You know what I mean? Because you're already nervous for the night before. Like, you check in your body. You see how your body feels. You're watching what you eat. Because moment to moment now, your body can change. You know, you want to bring it right to the right peak. Even if you're not on drugs like these guys, your body works a funny way. It's like going to the prejudging. And um, in that particular show, I think I won my class, but I lost overall. Um, to the guy there, Ming Chu, Chinese guy, dope steroid head, but you know, anyway, very intelligent guy. He was going to some college, some really high college and um, doing something in the medical field. So he got props to white folks for that, you know. Well, anyway, we were done with the prejudging. I was walking up to um, to get out of there. And, and, you know, you don't walk out the back and go out the back, you know. You want to go amongst the crowd and see what they're saying about you, you know? Hey, man, I think you took this one, man. Yeah, man, I think you look good. You know? Well, you looked better last week, you know, whatever. You want to get feedback. So this man sitting there, it was like in the auditorium, you had the upper balconies, and you had the cluster of seats on the left side, the cluster, not two aisles, was the middle seats and stuff. So you were sitting toward the back, about 10 rows in from the back. So he's just sitting there. And he said, I have to say, young man, you look really, really good. <laughs> you know? And I'm thinking, like, because when you see older guys there, it's like, okay, he's here with, with a grandson or his son, or, you know, it's just a woman's competition, it might be a, you know, daughter or whatever. So you, you don't question that. Plus, he had his little blazer on and pants and whatever. So he had a weird mixture of a, of a British accent with American accent. It was, kick in here and there or whatever. So he asked me my name. It seemed like he was just into it, whatever. I didn't pick up any homo vibes or anything like that. So I'm Lance. My name is Hal, Hal Rubin, Liz Claiborne. You know, like he's telling me what, you know, that's how white men do sometimes, you know. They introduce themselves to you and they always tell you what their profession is. My name is Jack Ramsey, construction. Nigga, I didn't ask you what you do. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, but that's the way they do that. They lingo. So he was getting up and he says, I've been sitting back here for a while. I want to grab a bite to eat. He's like, what are you doing? You know, uh, I'll spring for the meal for you, whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, I, let me check with my friends. because I had friends I came with. And they're like, no, nah, man, we're going to check out these girls. So I said, okay, man, you know, I'll hit you up later on. Because back in those days, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have pages and stuff like that. My way of getting around that is I would designate somebody, a friend or a mother or whatever, whoever. It's like, call the house, leave a message. And then I'd call. And like, no, nobody, you know, before answer machines or anything, they have a good one or whatever. You get the live living update and whatnot because there was no way of reaching us. He sprung for dinner and everything, and, and he was talking about his life. And I said, man, this guy's interesting. You know, he worked at Liz Claiborne and had his card, and I saw, you know, he had some high position. I forgot what it was. So um, he was telling me how that worked and everything like that. I never forgot it because um, 
After one of the escapades, he handed me this uh, tennis jacket. It was real high end. He was telling me how it was made for cold weather, but it looked thin and it felt light and it felt like anything cold will breeze through you. But guess what? I'd wear that through the harshest winter and I didn't get cold. It was weird. I don't know how that thing was made. So anyway, um, he's talking about how his wife was sick with a terminal illness and, you know, she had cancer and she had some other illness and he always vowed that he was never going to cheat on his wife. And so, you know, he let that sink in for a while. We're talking about other things and stuff like that. So he's saying how, you know, he still has sexual desires and it's very frustrating for him because, because I'm thinking like, okay, what you trying to come with some homo stuff? You, you spring him for the food. What's up? You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't get hurt out here. You know, so he's saying how he's found other ways of satisfaction. And I was like, intrigued, like, the hell are you doing? You know, jerking off the porn? Porn was out. Videotapes, you know. So he, he kind of told me, he said, man, you, you know, you're a good looking guy. And most of these girls probably, you know, wouldn't be, most women wouldn't refuse you. I'm thinking, okay, he's back on some homo vibe. Let me watch him. You're in the red zone. It's full gooby. You ain't going to get nothing from it. <laughs> so, so he's telling me, he proposed to me, you know. He said, listen, I like to watch, but I like to be in control. You know? He said, I'd like to talk to you about that. I said, no, man, tell me now. Where are you going with this? Well, he suggested that. He's done it in the past before. It was definitely something that, he, that wasn't new. But he said, because of my personality, that different ones would enjoy me and stuff like that. And he liked to just watch. And I'm, and I'm playing dumb. Like, watch what? Just all of us hanging together, just watching? You know, I'm trying to squeeze, I'm just trying to squeeze information out of him. Like, like when you run out of toothpaste and don't realize it, you're trying to stick the brush and squeeze at the same time. <laughs> so he's like, well, if things happen between both of you, I just want to watch. I said, well, that, that means you must be telling the girl. He's like, yes, I'll, I'll have it all the right. I said, okay, cool. When does this happen? <laughs> I'm more nosy than anything else because it wasn't like I was needy for women. So he called me up one day and wanted me to meet him in this little swanky restaurant in Midtown. And there was a gorgeous young lady there, a couple years older than me because I was 19. And um, we sat around and had a very dignified conversation. And when she got up to go to the restroom, he let me know she knew exactly what this was all about. She's not a prostitute. He doesn't like prostitutes. He likes, you know, young ladies who are ambitious and they go in places. And even though you may not be in college, I see, I see you have promise and it'd be wonderful to see both energies join together. But like, this guy, he's, he's been doing this for a long time. So I understood now, but he said, the one thing he told me to deal, I think she got up on cue because she stayed in the bathroom a long time because he had to have the control. He said, do not try to contact them. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with him? Why wouldn't I try? I'm having sex with these women. Why wouldn't I try to, you know, let's leave him out of it. Let's do our own thing. So I said, okay, no problem. Plus it was impossible. Plus I get, like I said, my cup runneth over. So it wasn't like I was desperate. So anyway, we go back. And um, he liked to go during the week when he was actually working. And he loved to like parade us through the office. I realized that. There was another lobby closer to his office, but he would always bring us in and slow us down by somebody's cubicle. 
Yeah, I want to, yeah, I meant like all the Liz Claiborne higher ups. <laughs> they didn't know what I was there for. So he says, we have a discussion. Um, I'd like it if um, you hold back to any messages. He was running some level of the thing. He wasn't the top dog, but he was kind of up there. And they all gave him that cheesy fake. Oh, how this and that. He was a nice guy, but he overdid it because he had power. That's the way power is. So they're treating us nice and everything. And nobody suspected, you know, it was almost like, you know, oh, it's probably the nigger rec recruitment program for this Claiborne. You know what I mean? That's probably what they thought. So he closed the door and he um, goes into like a little washroom he had in there and stuff like that. He asked us to have a seat. The girl looked over at me and smirked. I'm like, are they going to try to throw me out the window or something? They're going to try to kill me or something? It was an evil smirk, you know? And I'm looking at her and checking her out. I'm like, damn. I was like, you work out? So, of course, I, I always maintain my... But, the, you know, he came out and kind of interrupted. Like, he didn't want to have us talking. He was very insecure about that. So, he goes and sits down and he says, listen, I explained to both of you what this is all about. And I would just like to know that, you know, I hope we have a good time and each of you will return. I'm like, after I heard that, I'm like... Who else does he have screwing these girls? You know, I thought it was only me. So that didn't bother me. So he says, I'd like to see long forward play. And that's all he said. And I'm sitting there next to the girl. She took her glasses off and she reached out her arms and started kissing on me and stuff. And I'm looking at him out the corner. I'm like, this is all that's going to happen? So he's touching himself between his legs. Oh, yes. Yes. Touch her breast. Yes. Yes, pull it out. Not too fast. No, no, not too fast. It's like almost like, oh, no, too high. I told you I was going to give you the details today. So I'm like, okay, he wants it slow. Probably his little lip dick can't come too fast. He had a big thing of Vaseline, and he had some other kind of lotion. Like he was a chef. He poured it into the Vaseline and mixed it up. Like, this is my perfect concoction. <laughs> so I'm doing that, and okay, I'm relaxed a little more, but it was like, there was no bed in there. There was a couch that was hard. The carpet was kind of thick. There was no place for the scene of the crime to happen. So we start, you know, kissing, whatever. Then, you know, she's going real slow, so I'm not going any more faster. And now he's like straight stroking himself. You know, the radio was playing low. Various songs are coming on. And um, like I said, there's that one song that stuck in my head when it came on. So I'm not paying that no mind because they're playing. When it's 1982 and you think back to that time, all the songs they play in are oldies because if they play a song a couple years early in the 70s, this is 2022. So those are old ass songs from now. So he's there going to town. Okay, let, let's, let's pick it up a little bit. And so he wanted to see oral sex, sex and whatever. And um, we're doing it. And he's barking commands at us, like, because he was going to pay us, right? But he wasn't barking commands because he was a prick. It was because he was getting excited. And so he was getting anxious seeing it. And so he's sitting up. I don't know how the lights change, but it was like an overhead light over his head. The whole place was lit up because we had windows. But over where he was, was a little dark. And he looked like bizarre because his face was like contorted and frozen. 
And he was straight jerking off. But he was over there with it. And he had his face down. And he had these thick, bushy eyebrows. White. Hair white. And he had a tan with liver spots. Like he traveled and went around. He looked like one of them old, half chubby. He wasn't chubby chubby, but successful Jewish white men. You could tell. Mouthful of fake teeth. You know what I mean? Top of the line teeth he had. He's beating his meat. And he's breathing. <laughs> and he's barking these commands. Straddle it from behind. And I'm doing it. You know, getting ready to do it. Straddle it from behind, I said. I'm like, damn. Like, <laughs> like he's a drill sergeant. And I'm not obeying him fast enough. So I'm behind him. And this is the funny part. I've told him before so many times. And I jumped parts of the story. I'll go back. But I'm sitting there. And, and I'm. Doing doggy style, you know. No, no, I'm not. She's doing doggy style. I'm doing her, and I'm behind her, and he's like, "Pull it up, pull it up, lift it up." So I'm thinking he wants to see her whole backside, you know. I take it and flip it over her waist. Oh no, too high! I'm like, oh shoot, you know, too high. I said, I was quickly like, I felt like I was at gunpoint. <laughs> Basically, I was. The gun was way over there in his hand. So I, I adjusted it and draped it over her backside. Okay, that's good. Carry on. Yo, I want to laugh so hard. Oh, no, too high. <laughs> he was very specific in what he liked. And that's the first time I saw anybody masturbate with their pinkies out. Like he's a British dude sipping tea. Because he had the accent, but he was Jewish. Unbelievable. I can't even believe I'm in 2022 and this story is like everybody's favorite story. They love to hear this. You know, that's everybody's favorite story. I'm gonna have to do I'm gonna have to do a video with no sex but a a, a video reenact a reenactment of the whole thing. <laughs> Lance Gervin, director. <laughs> First story of your book. <laughs> <laughs> Warm everybody up. So he's back in commands, and then he started having an orgasm, right? And so at the time, I'm hearing this song, Buffalo Gals. You know, those Buffalo Gals go around the outside, around the outside, around the outside. It was an early hip hop song, Malcolm McLaren. Y'all can Google it. Those Buffalo Gals go around the outside. It didn't mix. I'm having sex and I'm feeling it. And um, he was like, you both are clean. Condoms off. I looked at him like, I ain't trying to get nobody pregnant. Don't worry about that. That's fully taken care of. And she pushed up on me. Like, no, you ain't going nowhere. We're going to do this. So we were doing it. I'm hearing the song. I'm seeing him look all crazy like a mass murderer. His pinky is out. One pants leg off. I said, what? I look one minute, both past legs were around his ankle, and he got it off with them big feet in a sock, but his shoe was still on. <laughs> it just looked funny. And the way his face was looking, he was like his face, it's like he was bowing his head in prayer. So he's looking across the room. It was like he was looking up because his head was down. And his jaw was hanging down like his teeth were in front of. If you have an overbite, what's the opposite of overbite? His teeth were like, bottom teeth were like, the jaw was jutting out. 
and his head was on a swivel like the little dogs in the back of the car. When you're driving, you see them. And he was straight whacking. And when the guy in Buffalo Gals in the song was was scratching, and it was building up, he was jerking off. And the part that goes, looking like a hobo. That's when he started coming, shooting all over the place, way over there. That man got a pump. It shot dangerously close to me. I was about to shuffle, shuffle away from there. I'm like, that's a deal breaker, bro. Maybe not for her, but for me. And he was saying it while he was in the sugar, sugar, sugar. Oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. What the hell is this guy saying? I was hitting him from behind and I was giving him peripheral vision. You ain't whipping out no pistol to shoot me like this. Oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. Would your father do something to you and you liked it or something? I'm sure the psychoanalyzer. <laughs> and I'm inside this woman. And she, um, like he said, she has such an, a very attractive derriere. How did it feel? <laughs> Sick. 19 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah, 19 mm-hmm. years old. And then after a while, he checked with some secretary. Did I have any calls come in? Oh, Mr. Stitcher is going to be in in about another hour and a half. So uh, we're not rushing you, but you know how he is. He's a stickler for time. Oh, yes, I do. I'm over with my, um, my, my, my meeting here. We really came to a good conclusion on our future projects. And um, it's been a very, very enjoyable time. Meanwhile, I'm getting dressed. She getting dressed. Well, she just pulling dress down, putting panties on and giggling. And he didn't want me to leave the same time she did. He made her leave first. He actually followed me downstairs because I saw how like she was going to take a cab. I was like, good. How do you have sex with somebody and not want to like, and you're that age, young, dumb, and full of baby seed. How do you not like, want to like, hey, you know, maybe we can get together tomorrow night. Because she damn sure enjoyed it. You know, and um, <laughs> that's the other part. He had me sitting back on the couch and her going down. You know, what's the point of you sucking his cock if you're going to do it with your back to me? I can't see anything. So he made uh, her get like, yeah, so he, he made her get like to the side of both legs and kind of look back, moan on it, moan on it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, it feels good that way. I'm like, wait a second. There's no sexual Wi-Fi back in that day where he's picking up on what I'm feeling. Nigga, I'm the one feeling good. <laughs> he had a big imagination though. Unbelievable. <laughs> Hold the balls. I was like, man, he must be reading my mind because uh that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Great minds think alike. I'm not gonna be like you when I get your age, buddy. <laughs> Mm-mm. He was so businesslike. Leave it out of there. You know, we have refreshments going over. I was trying to get that refreshment I was in the room with. He was trying to slow me down. Then, two or three weeks later, I think I got the perfect gal for you. And he's calling me up. So, really. Oh boy, I guess he fell off. <laughs>
Oh dear. Universe. We can't hear you. You're breaking up, hun. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. I guess you're going to have to um, step out and come back, too. Well, what happened? Um, signal drop for um, Birdland for probably another power outage? Or... I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Universe, we can't hear you. Oh, boy. This is crazy. Okay, dude, come on, give us some more of your um, your preference. Um, give me one minute. Oh, oh boy. Well, I am I'm, I'm here, and um, since the question was posed to me and I gave an answer, I really feel like when it comes to um sex and all of those things you can't just it's hard to choose it's really difficult to choose one or the other because i i really feel like they go hand in hand you know um one um enhances the other and so yeah i said you know what i would prefer but i really 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 want both of them at the same you know in the same sitting so i know brother lance kind of came at me and said choose one well i'm not a choose one kind of person i'm a choose both <laughs> this is weird back. did i hit the mute yeah, you fell I hit off the mute by mistake. you fell off i was talking before i know you I you weren't there oh damn you were not there you were you know, gone how long was i gone quite a while that's why i started oh, talking man. and then universe was trying to talk but she was breaking up so she um she stepped out you know mm -hmm. i guess to come back in so um and then duke said, mm -hmm. duke said give him one minute so i'm like okay we can't have dead air or dead space so i was just talking for a few minutes or whatever you heard you know yeah you know, it wasn't that, that long though. it wasn't really long um, you were gone for a good minute. Okay. Yeah. You didn't miss much. I guess not. I, had muted myself. I don't know if it muted itself because I didn't touch the phone. I don't know. It, it wasn't even mute. Like your 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 avatar dropped off completely. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe, you know, your battery decided to run out. Mm -mm. I got it plugged up. This bad boy is one hundred percent all the time. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. 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 Well, universe is back. She was saying something, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I muted myself and didn't realize it. I was talking up a storm. Okay. Go ahead, universe. Eating that popcorn over there. She'd be like, "Yeah, this man's just telling it." <laughs> <laughs> universe.
because nobody wants to hear just like, yeah, man, I put my thing in her, man. Nobody want to hear like that. You want to hear the psychological. You want to hear the entertain a little bit. You want to hear observations and all that stuff. So, you know, I got it at my head. So, kind of like that. Keep it a learning experience. Yeah. I didn't know that you'd hold me in such high regard. I propose that we take some of the money from my estate and make the Hal Rubin University of Intimacy. <laughs> it's not too late. You know what I just realized? I feel like this is the kind of questions like I feel like the kind of um it kind of relates to the age group you're in. For example, if like mm -hmm. you're much younger, more you know, more spirit, you have more energy, more spirit. Sometimes you you feel like you do it intercourse first, like you like actually intercourse, but the older you get, it's like man, I just want some oral. I just want to go to bed and go to sleep. Cause I feel like the the older you get, the more you lean to the oral, or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's what I feel like. Not trying yeah, to so. you know you enjoy the intercourse, but just like right, right. Just like you know, you don't want to put too much energy. Be some high. I don't feel like it. You know, that's one thing I realized. Well, you know what? You're right, and I don't say that generally for most men, but. Like with me, I think I'm a total experience. We all are to a point, but there are women who have just like just talk. If you hung out for three hours, it might have been ten minutes of sex and, and two hours and fifty minutes of <laughs> talking. But they got so much from the talking, and even afterward, they go, "I could just listen to you all night." <laughs> After you then came, right? But it becomes something more than just just the sex, like, you know, and sometimes that's more direct. They both are good, but you're right. You know, older people, I'm not saying I'm 80 years old, but they can take time and get to know the person. But then when it comes time for that, it's like, let's get right to the point. Doesn't mean you have to do just oral, but that's something that is and could be and has the possibility of being very intense, more so. Because like I said, intercourse is like you go to the buffet, you got to make your own dish. When you're sitting back and oral is being done to you, is everything's being delivered to your table, your cup. You don't have to ask for it to be filled. They come right the way the waitress fills right on up. You're served. And all you got to do is lay back, quench your ass cheeks, and let, let the person take you for the ride. <laughs> so... Yeah, can, it, and it's the ultimate act of submission, whether in a loving setting or friendly setting, whether it's a prostitute or whatever. No, ain't no submission. Nigga, I'm trying to get you off quick so I can go to the next customer and make my money for the night. But when, when, when that is involved and a person is really passionate to you and you feel it through the physical, but you feel other things, that brain to brain, Hate to be so lewd, but it hits you like direct because you're not doing anything. They're doing something to you. So you feel what they feel for you. If they really feel something for you, it doesn't mean just love, like whatever, but the energy, they give it to you. And 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 some of you just look at that like it's bad. Like, oh my God, you don't have to do anything. You just lay back. You can get spoiled like that. But you can receive 
a lot of passion slash sexual data from that person who's doing you. You could, if, if, if you're truly connected, it could be very explosive. And now you know the reason why. Put it this way. If it was one or the other, more car windows have been smashed and car doors keyed up because of good oral. Because that's so personal. I mean, the other one is personal also. But it's like, she went down there and put my dick in her mouth? That's the little boy in you? I'm not saying we're little boys, but back in the day when we wanted that, wanted to try it or saw it and said, damn. And the first time was never really the mind blower, but when you top an evening off, and I'm speaking to the women too, like, you know, and I know universe coaches strictly dickly, but she probably hasn't found somebody who can blow her mind like that. <laughs> she might come back next week. Listen, y'all. <laughs> I met this guy here. <laughs> you know, somebody. I'm not saying it has to be that way. But very few people can communicate to a person that way. Because it all depends on the energy of the person. Not just, I had lots of carbohydrates today. I'm going to work you over. No. I was about the, the sensual energy, the passion, the explosiveness. That can be conveyed more that way. When some guys go down to a woman, you'll feel all right and ticklish. But when you get your mouth in that woman and you want to make her feel something, and you know, it's not just your technique. It, 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 it's, it's what you're feeling and you think about the feeling you want her to feel. And everything comes through natural. And she can't help but feel it. And she has no defense against that. A woman can have more defense against a penis in her than good oral given to her. And you're touching her nipples, you're talking to her, you're doing it, you're taking your time. You're exploring her. It's a mental thing for her too. It's an intimate part of her body. It's a vagina, there's fluids, there's folds and flesh and clit. If you don't know how to really, and you don't, you're not born knowing, so it's no fault. Even if men grow or grown and they don't know the way, that's the preliminaries. But working it and conveying emotion and, and going to a head with this thing, it's a language that's nonverbal, you know, but very much understood. And when you make the right connection, some women have bad experiences and they're quick to dismiss this. I'm not saying they're all going to want to just get crazy over that and not the other. And so this is why we kind of ask that question that way. You know, because most would say both. Everybody should say both. They should say both. Because there's an intimacy that comes with being inside of a woman. Especially if you're in a missionary position, you're face to face. How do you hide from emotions and feelings then? You're feeling, look, your dick becomes hers also. Nobody owns the dick when you're inside the woman. Oh, my dick. No, it's yours, both of yours. Let's say, for example, there's a missionary position going on and, and, and you in and out and you pull out so far back it slips out. Her hand jumped down there to put it back in faster than you. <laughs> ah. So, <laughs> for real. You realize. You know? So it's a neutral thing. 
It's like it's like a boxing match, and the champion is defending against the uh, the challenger. But in essence, the champion is not the champion no more. He got to fight and win to keep the championship. So the belts aren't his no more. You know to refer to him as the champion because you can lose too. So it's 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 an intense thing, and it it depends on the chemistry of the people because sometimes you don't feel anything. Sometimes it's a confused, unhealed energy that you're dealing with. They have nothing to give you except the physical sensation of what you're thinking in your mind. But if you can get away from preconceived thoughts of both of you and feel what you're feeling at that exact moment and it's popping off mentally, it don't matter what you do. You know, you can do like the dude who likes his girlfriend, get down on her knees, I told you, and she slaps the Vaseline under her arm and he puts his penis in under the arm and tells her, act like you're running real fast. Arms <laughs> 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 are moving. <laughs> and he holding on to the shoulder like he holding on to the woman's hip. <laughs> that and is like crazy. The, the part that you don't know, it always like when they had track meets on TV, oh, he loved it then. It enhanced his experience. So she kneeling down in front of the TV, he watching the screen with <laughs> the women running. I can't even imagine uh, that. I, you know how many times you've said that, and I'm trying to imagine that scenario. I can't. I can't imagine it. <laughs> how do you get to that point? I don't know. I'm a friend of mine told me a buddy, a buddy of his and his woman, they don't have sex at all. <laughs> you know what they do? No. They all. They oil up their butt cheeks and stand back to back. And usually have a t-shirt and they lift it up or get naked. And they rub butt cheeks and masturbate. Side boom boom side was just rubbing it. And they masturbate, standing up, they're gonna see each other. And one comes too fast. If they if one comes too fast, they gotta still be there and rub the butt cheeks left and right. Oh, that's some roommate shit. I'm sorry. That's like they're about to get divorced. It's like they're about to get divorced. They still want to do it, but they know they can't do it. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> mm, for real. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Lance, you gotta mm-hmm. tell them my hat and night stories, man. Yo, those my hat huh? and those my hat and um late nights and those oh, yeah. stories. Yo. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Especially I want to do that one live. Oh, uh, the but and I I'm gonna zone out. Oh, okay, I like the my hat and because like the way you talk, I could visualize it. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> no, like I visualize my hat and like the scenery, the people. Oh yeah, you know, I, I give it to the period, but I, I I seen the videos, photos. I'm like, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. And I can see the vibe. Yeah, I'm gonna go deep on that. Hell, might come this weekend, <laughs> maybe tomorrow night. I don't promise, but it depends on what kind of day I have tomorrow. I was gonna say, but, like, but you gonna do like an unfiltered show? Or is it gonna be on YouTube? It's gonna be on Clubhouse. Yeah, we can do it on, it's easier on Clubhouse too. Okay. 
Let's go to phone. And I'll always put it up on YouTube afterward because it's better from an expression. I don't mind showing my face. And I guess there's sometimes where it's better where you can see my face, not because I'm thinking of some famous person, but the expressions have a lot to do <laughs> with when you're telling a story or something like that. But I think I'm pretty good with the words and I want to go in detail. That would be a long one. And it can be long because if I do it on Clubhouse, there's no, I have to sit right here in front of the light. I got to go to the bathroom or whatever, or there's a power outage or whatever. No, I can walk in the street. I can take a long walk and do one of these. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get air and get a walk in, come in, whatever. I mean, I've been pacing back and forth. I mean, I could not do the show as I am now. Hot as it is out here, birthday huh. suit. It boot me off of YouTube quick. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Stories about where our nigga with slippers on. <laughs> Why I got slippers on? Uh, no, but I, I would like to do that because there's just so many visuals. Like I've been blessed that way. Like it really is a blessing, and to be able to retain it, going through the city with my father, he going to different jobs. My little boy absorbing the real early 70s and, and six years old, late 60s and being like this and the compounded every day and the music and the people, the eras and man, it's a lot to tell. It, it, it was strange to a lot of my friends in Queens that, that they were growing up and they never did the Manhattan thing a whole lot. And they tell me to this day, man, you know, the city's so good. Wherever we go, and when you drive, you take us around. You know, later on, they've done jobs out of the area, and they're like, man, we were coming down here. A friend of mine, one of them who's a cop, he said, you were, we were coming down here. I learned this area because of you. And when I started working at this precinct, I already knew the area. He's like, how do you know it out here? My friend, <laughs> he's one, he want to be a cop? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah, so many memories, and it's overflowing, and that's what stimulates me, because now... Remember like, okay, I always talked and told things to my friends and told stories, working in the jails and the prison and telling the stories, they loved it. When I worked in North Carolina in the prison, the guys who were like born and raised there, and it was straight boring, like where they lived on the outskirts of a rally or not in a big city, some little hick town city, a little town, they loved it. And they would ask me things and I'd tell them, you know, and they, they gathered around and, and you know, the other officers come to relieve us. And they don't want to leave. The other officers like, say, listen, we'll, we'll continue this tomorrow. I say, oh boy, I got to tell my wife about this. Boy, I wish there was a way I could record this and just bring it back to my wife and let her hear what you're saying. I'm like, and I wasn't really saying things they didn't know. It's just how you flavored it because you were there. Anybody who was there, they can tell you. And I was very sensory, like everything. The way the breeze felt, the way the way the music sounded, the camaraderie with the people, even the women that, you know, I was a young guy, but you know, I wasn't like I wasn't it was I'm looking at these women, right? My father told me he's like <laughs> I would laugh at women that were half naked when I was real, real young. Oh, she got a hiney. <laughs> My father said, Yeah, I know when those hormones were hitting you. Because you wouldn't laugh no more. I saw you staring. 
because <laughs> I had other things on my mind. <laughs> so yeah, I love it. Brings it alive for me, and whatever appreciation is there, I share it. It's life, you know. It's it's it's, it's like writing a book that you don't have to write and publish and promote. You could just talk it, you know, embellish it, little things, and you tell little things you forgot the next time and whatever. But it was it really was. Those days growing up in New York, I can only speak for myself, but for me to absorb so much love, even though there were murders and there were crimes and there were people robbing banks and there were drugs and there were gas shortages and, you know, potential wars and impeaching and all that stuff going on. It was a sweet time. So for me, <clears throat> I can say, if you haven't grown up in that time, and some who have, but some were in bubbles. Some just went to work, came home, went to school, came home. I was really blessed to have a father that has his own business. He can go around all different parts of the city and, and have affluent clients and be exposed to different things. It was really intense. Looking back, it wasn't like, well, I didn't do anything from first grade to 12th grade. It was pretty much ho-hum. What? Then I went to the high school art and design and get out of school and I'm right in Manhattan. Walk down to Times Square. Times Square, well, all the action was, was damn near an everyday thing for me. Friends of mine, we go, and this was one McDonald's that we would go on. I was on Broadway and 46, 47th Street. Go upstairs and do our homework and be done with it. Sometime we go back to the school early enough, and the security guard would let us in, and we go put our stuff in the lockers and go home with no books. <laughs> ah, that was freedom. Get up. Pastor, where, where, where's, your, where's, your, where's your books? Where's your, what's in school? Well, well, did the homework and just brought it back to the school. You know, we were good. I loved it. The weekend came, so, yo, we're going to hang out. But I hated to hang out with my, like, book bag or knapsack or, you know, little art thingy. But we had to do it, you know. So still hung out. Come back the next day. Sometimes, I, look, I just went to Queens sometime, Queens, New York just to lay my head down. Other than that, I was just always in Manhattan. And then when I got with friends that lived in Manhattan, I'd go crash by their house, it was on and popping. And I knew it so well by from single digit ages, going around my father. My mother never drove, so we always went on the subway. And I knew the subway, I knew underground and over the ground. Well, before I was about eight or nine years old, I knew where to go. So. When I started making friends all over the city because of different uh, jobs that my father would have in his business, you know, maintaining the floors and landmark properties, you know, three or four days out there in the summertime, you know, you know all the kids in the neighborhood. So you get older, another year or two go by, you go back, hey, I remember you, how you doing? So friends of mine from Queens that never really went anywhere, they're like, man, how do you know so many people all over the city? It's like, I told you. <laughs> So that helped me to be more free-spirited. I felt real relaxed and sometimes potentially dangerous situations because I was so relaxed from young. You know what I mean? Like, you're so used to it. And it, it helps for a lot. I just realized that I actually absorb so much. A whole lot. Let me see. Did I fall off again? Let me know. Okay, I don't think I did. No, you're here. You're here. We're just listening. Okay. 
Yeah, so that's yeah. the upbringing. And at that particular point in my life, when other kids are like feeling good to get, like, oh, I can play outside now. You know what I mean? I was all over the place, but I had my father or my mother there, you know? And um, that was good. I mean, yeah. In the transition now, I'm going out by myself. I'm like, I'm at home. You know, hmm. I'm at uh -huh. home, I'm home everywhere, you know. They ain't getting into doing my little dirt and stuff between those things. So this, so this is why I had a little more uh, more situations than most guys that pretty much grew up anyway. It was a fast city, and there was always something going on, and I was out there and involved in stuff. That breeds a lot of jealousy, me. too, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It breeds a, a lot, lot of, of jealousy, especially for boys if they had strict parents. You know, mm -hmm. you had you had a lot of freedom. You had a you oh. had an overabundance of freedom. <laughs> you know, uh, and um, when you have friends who have parents who are really just underfoot all the time, um, they get resentful. They might not show it, but they can get resentful because it's like, well, how come you're so lucky? And I know this, you know. Yeah. that's how that's how the you know it always comes across it's like not like oh let me go hang out with you because you're fun and you're going to show me things it's like well why you know why are you so lucky why can you stay out late yeah i had friends like that that actually cooled me but they had that kind of resentment even to like in the 20s yeah like because yeah. because i could hang out with a person but they couldn't dictate whether i had fun or not i go about myself and have fun and it wasn't like i was going to have fun like I'm gonna find some woman. It was, it was, it was me. <clears throat> I was always moving and doing something that it wasn't a woman-based thing. I have to say that also. It was like I'm gonna go out there and find because when a lot of women see you as this guy who's always pursuing things, I was always meeting people. I was always going to different functions to say, "Man, I need to hang with him. He's having some real fun." These young, the young ladies back in the day didn't always want some dude up in their face. Hey, girl, what's going on? Are you going to give me some? Like, hey, let's hang out. Let's have fun. You know what I mean? If those things happen, they happen. Because I was yeah. always independent like that. Like, I wasn't clingy trying to go after some woman or anyone who was around me. I'm trying to grab at them. You know? I, I was protective. I always made sure they laugh and have fun and, you know? And it was genuine. So she has feelings. She's like, damn, I want to hang out with you again. You know, I never really, I never really pushed up on anybody. Really, really like, come on, please, let's do I'm not saying I didn't feel passionate towards somebody or whatever, certain things, but that was just something you just didn't do as a man. You have to be so, work on being dynamic, work on being interesting, working on, work on making a young lady have a good time, make her really laugh, not some, Stiff laugh because, okay, you buy me, then I'm going to laugh just to make you feel good. You did spend money. Make her laugh like, yo, you are mad funny. Even if you're not, you're not trying too hard. You'll always be accepted for who you are in an enjoyable way when you just, just be yourself. Just be yourself. There's no script for me talking right now. Just be yourself. You know, men watch these shows and I have to dress this way and I got to do this that way. That's cool, but it's really about the energy between two people. You know what I mean? That's the energy. You know, and when, when they can have a good time and relate and be relaxed with you. But it has to happen first. Now, if you know each other for a good long while and the woman can stay, like, listen, 
we need to do this before we go out. You can do that, but don't, don't breathe down the woman's back and always about one orifice. And so hence, if you have no personality, no knowledge of self, nothing to share, I can sit down and tell your stories all day and all night. Whether you all want to give me some, that's a different story. I'm just saying like as a joke, but it, that should not be the goal. It should be a genuine connection between you and that person that, that you had such a good time. And now it's not like, oh, at the end of the day, I'm crossing my fingers because she had such a good time. That shouldn't even matter because you know what? If you have a good time, I had a good time. It might not be for my genitals to be inside of yours or me tasting up your crotch sauce. It might be just that, and that alone is satisfactory because a woman might really feel brotherly towards you for some reason. She might like you, like just like you. She could hug you, kiss you on the cheek, or be close to you. It may not be anything. Accept it for what it is. I don't understand why, why guys, every time there's a woman, they go into this mode of thinking. It's annoying to me. I'm not a caveman. Get away from me with that. That's why sometimes it's almost embarrassing to be a man. Not me by myself. I embarrass myself. I'm, I'm, I'm in a healthy way proud of myself. I want to get my body back. My body looks flabby. and I, You know what I mean? And it ain't going to go back to when I'm 20 years old or 19 years old, but I need to work on that for me and really just for me because unlike other guys who did bodybuilding back in the day with me, they always thought, oh, yes, the body, man, with that body you got, you know, but the body we have will always, I, I walked away from that. At one point, tried to put on so much weight, there were still women there. I was like, oh, damn, what is it? Well, your personality and your ability to make them feel comfortable, not for fake reasons, but to be real. That's the most beautiful thing when you can have a deep conversation and open up with a woman, the woman energy and the man energy, even if there's no genitalia involved. These guys don't realize that that can be just as satisfactory. It doesn't be, have to be... At the end of this date, I'm expecting you to open your legs for me. No, no, don't do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. I'm not saying that. I'm not going to be, you have to, what about that? No. Mm -mm. Some of my most best experiences have been laying in the bed next to somebody, having a deep conversation, even if sometimes we cry in the conversation or, or just intimacy and fall asleep holding each other. What about that? Guys don't brag about that now, do they? Even if they did that one-sided, they think about, well, I'm a little cry on me, man, to open up, but damn, I'm trying to get to that pussy. She, she pouring out her heart, and you sticking your finger in the crack of her behind. She don't want to feel that right now. She, it's about her heart. That's there. Let her offer you dessert. Don't give no hint of, you know, running it down unless you're in a relationship. You say, damn, girl, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like I said, she might, she might have to doo-doo. She might be have diarrhea and be on a period with cramps. You know, how can you even receive good head when she's not feeling good? I don't want it. If you don't, if you're not enjoying doing it, I don't want it. Know what I mean? I'll do you. If you're my woman, I'll do you. Anytime. Lance said that safe fell on your toes and broke them five minutes ago, but I want some head. I'll be right there doing it. I'm a trooper. But what I'm saying is that <laughs> we'll go to the hospital after. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll tell you the time I got busted in the hospital with this nurse. 
not with the nurse. The nurse busted in and saw what I was doing in the person's mm-hmm. hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. That was that was really bad. <laughs> I mean, people don't tell them stories. I just tell mine. I'm, I'm my um, how could I put it? My uh, limiter is busted. <laughs> Your, your, you governor, you your governor is busted. Your governor is busted. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. my God. <laughs> That's crazy. It's just a matter in an adult way, talking stuff. You learn stuff from the past and whatever. But there's so many men that are just damn uptight. I can't get around it. They're always coming with this thing. Like this is men talking, we're talking this way. You know what I mean? You know, like like yeah, men can say things, but I can't hang out with creeps. Don't don't include me in that. I I, I lean toward the women more than, than you know, let's be a pack of guys looking to get some. I don't I, I was never like that. I can hang out with I can hang out with Duke, because Duke is on a different level. But I'm saying these these guys that get old and crusty. They were old and crusty from they were twenty years old. Old and crusty really and old jealous. And old and crusty and jealous. That's the that's and the look, operative word. Old and crusty and jealous. And, and it doesn't have to be that way. Let your energy flow free. I'm sixty uh-huh. years old next year, y'all. I mean, I'm but I, I'm at peace. I'm not trying to be a cool old man and go run up in the club and try to lie to myself. But you know what? I will go to a club and sit in the corner. I did it a couple of weeks ago on Instagram. And I'm gonna do it again. Ev- I see everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember, I love the image. Remember, the, remember the club, the club you went to, and you went upstairs, and, and yeah. it's oh, like, yeah. why? Why yeah. did that happen? You go upstairs just to look around, and what do you see when you go upstairs? A hmm. woman going down another woman, and they didn't jump because it was almost like they knew I knew. Like, oh, he's cool. They were doing it, and they were in their bliss. They were like. I don't want to mess that up. I mean, you know, do what you do. I mean, I like women, so I want to see women. I don't want to, oh, there's a dude up there giving a head to another dude. I'm out of there, man. I don't want to see that. <laughs> but that's. But still, I'm not going to throw nothing at him. That's what y'all do, you know? But I'm always, like, it's like the universe, like, allows me to see things because it knows I'm cool with what I see. Like, he ain't going to mess up that scenario, so we'll let him see it. I swear. Cause like even you say it, people that know you always you always see things until they hang around me for an evening. Only you, I only see this mm-hmm. shit when I'm around you. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. one of my buddies. He was telling me the other day. He says we tried going to Manhattan without you, and nothing happened. When you come, we always see something. Several times over, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I'm relaxed with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always some funny stuff too. <laughs> I'd be standing there staring like I'm catatonic, like what the hell? <laughs> You'd be moving around like, oh yeah, that's going on, and I'm still transfixed, like what? It was <laughs> like I told you, I used to give van tours in New York, the after-hour van tours. It wasn't for the traditional tourist spots. It was like, you know, and it was a free thing. It was like for friends, friends and family coming around. They want to see things. They're like, yo, Lance, you know, take them around. I wouldn't charge them nothing. 
They might give me gas money and a couple bucks to eat or feed them or do whatever. Say, so, yeah, okay, no problem. We drive around. I knew I knew where things were happening, but it would be where stuff would really start happening when I would come around like more than the norm. I remember it was a it was a van full of um one of my friend's cousins, you know, a bunch of the cousins, you know, young ladies in their twenties and early thirties. And they were all acting polite. And he was like, listen, don't hold back and don't let that fool you. They want to see everything like you show us everything. I turned around, looked at him. I said, you sure? You know, two of them were smirking. I said, yeah, okay. You see them two right there? They, they with it. And um, it was so quiet and pristine. And a lot of them, half of them were like in the church. I said, okay, I got something for you. So we took them around, showed them things. And the, the guy didn't come. It was just me and the women. So I'm talking, making jokes. They talking back with me now. They're not rude. But by the time that night was over, or damn near over, like about two hours before the sun was going to come up, and they did not want to stop. They were open. They were talking about it, and they were talking about it when they had the coochie ate right. And all. I'm like, what the hell? They didn't jump into that right away. But I warmed them up because, see, I, I had no inhibitions. I wasn't going to be rude at first. But I opened up to a point. And they knew, oh, we can open up to that point. They giggle, hee, hee. A little time go by, oh, keep, keep opening it up more. And they were off the chain to the point where, listen, the things we said tonight, please don't tell our cousin. I said, listen, it's sealed with me. <laughs> wow. One gave me a message the other day. I remember that night. I'll never forget it. Oh, God, you took us around. We had so much fun. <laughs> remember? When you took us down that prostitute block and it was nothing but men, I say, yeah, you. But you forgot about that. Now I don't go down them blocks now, right? <laughs> but they were fascinated that as we zigzag through the red light district, before I turned the corner, I told them what the, what the what the block was about. Like this block here is the big titty block, and it was weird because before that you had women of all shapes and sizes. But it's like they got together and designated blocks for certain things. So men would go there and get a lot of choices. So I said, anything below uh, 21st and 14th and 15th all up in there on the west side, I said, anything you see, I look like a woman, it's a man. Oh, we wow. zigzagging. And they're like, no, that one over there can't be, can't be. I said, you need to get up a little closer. And they say, and, and they were like using me as a guinea pig. Lance, we wanna, we wanna talk to one. And so I said, okay, how are you gonna do that? You got a van full of women. I said, the windows are tinted, but I'm gonna be real. So I went up to this this big cross dresser, could have been a tranny or, or or a transsexual, whatever. Big six foot tall, white looking, whatever, with these big fake titties, right? So I honked the horn, I said, listen, I'm not soliciting. I wanna ask you a question. I said, I have several ladies here from out of town and you got to give the thing a compliment, right? I say a thing, right? <laughs> they, yes. said, you have, they said, you have such beautiful breasts. And this person was so helpful. She said, well, can I at least see who wants to see my breasts? And so I cut the light on the inside and they were half, no, 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 no. I said, no, 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 this person's cool. This was a man now. I said, listen, go around the side and slide the van door open. Okay. I, and they went around, they were all helpful. So um, you like my breasts? Well, I got a lot of shots and I got, I got the operation and I'm so proud of them. And, and, and then what the, you know what the thing said? 
you can touch them. Touch them for free. <laughs> so I'm laughing. And they're sitting here like, oh, my God. And so everybody wanted to get a touch on the man on the, on the cross-dresser's titty. Scrag <laughs> it up. So, so, the, so the theme of the night was touch them for free. So the next day, they were back over their cousin's house. The cousin couldn't figure out what that meant. Touch them for free. I'll never forget that. It's okay oh, to touch them. Touch them oh, for free man. and flip them out. And the, and, the, and the girls in the back row, come on. And they were kind of fussing. You touched it more. Move over. I want to feel it. What? And the smile on that, on that freak's face. <laughs> oh, my God. No, you man. ever remember the, 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 the little doll name? I think the name was Madam or Mama or whatever. It was a wooden wooden doll that was like always saying comedy stuff on TV. Oh, you mean Waylon, 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 what was it? Waylon something and Madam. Yeah, I think no. so. Yeah, Waylon. Yeah, yeah. Waylon well, something like, and with a big yeah. black wig. The oh face my god! Like, just like, it was scary because the cheeks were pointed like they were shooting silicone in their face. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I touch them. Touch them for free. <laughs> this is some. This is some promotional shit. Like you know, if you come in and buy something over a hundred dollars, you get a free Walkman. <laughs> okay. Get a free titty touch. <laughs> yeah, free titty touch. And this man titties, unbelievable. And, and, and he, she was, well, wait a second, give her a chance. Did, did you get a chance to touch touch him? Come on, touch him. Step up. Oh, I was my like, God. And they felt so good to be appreciated by real women. You know what I mean? You just said, you just said she man stuff. And I've been thinking about this, but I didn't want to interrupt you. When did they stop calling them she males? Because remember back um, in, back in the day that they were so proud to be called that. I mean, you know, yeah, it was almost yeah. like they would, they would try to, you know, it was that shock effect because you saw mm-hmm. from the top up, up, you know, and they looked feminine and then from the bottom down and they were just proud of how yep. they were, who they were. The third sex involved too. Yeah, yep. you know, and, and then all and, of a sudden that term fell away, and now you know. Well, the old school dudes still call it like that because, see, the the the, the transsexuals, transgender, and all that stuff. That see, because you have a, what would they call it back in the day, a pre-op tranny and a post-op transsexual. Hmm. The pre-op is, you know, and a lot of them in their ads would lie. I'm pre-op, but you ain't think about getting no operation. You just, let me say it the street way. You just a nigga with a wig on. You know what I mean? You just, a, you acting like, you know, because they didn't take no hormones, nothing yet. But then you had, people had that hormone therapy before and, you know, transitioning and all that stuff. And, and a lot of them just never, and a lot of them settled for that. Like, I have a penis because that was in demand. Because you have a lot of men mm-hmm. who, my theory is, they 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 didn't want to be labeled gay or feel themselves as being gay. So they, they hold chicks with dicks things. You know, it's like, you're a woman, but you have a dick. So you're right. a sexual shoehorn to get, because you look like, and they can lie to themselves, this is a woman. So when they suck the, the, the she-male's dick, it's like, well, it's a woman's dick. It's just a really big mm-hmm. clip. Oh my God! In denial, yeah, yeah, yeah. In denial, 
But you know what? I saw this. I saw this. Um, this white man, right? Mm-hmm. He claims to be heterosexual, but he went and got implants. And a straight man with implants. Because you know what he said. You know what he said. He said a lot of the women that he came in contact with, they loved sucking on his breast. They loved it. It was. It was well, like. I- you know, and yeah, I guess. Well, what am I saying? Anyway, yes, um, they absolutely loved it. So he was like, okay, mm-hmm. the bigger, the better. And he claimed that he loved women. He was straight up having sex with women. He wasn't having sex with men. Well, I can't knock him. He was getting late with women, right? <laughs> he took a little road that way, you know. But I'm just saying, like, they ain't what I'm doing, you know. He it, found it, his niche. He, exactly. <laughs> Anybody who wanted that had to come to him. Uh, that's crazy, though, for real. So he did this. <laughs> but that's to show you about a lot of women who may not have gotten the nurturing from their own mother or may not have felt that womanly, righteous, proper love from, from, from right. their mother or the female energy. And so they, if passing through some type of emotional phase, they get what they want in a, in a, I can't say twisted way, but in a very different way. You know, it's, it's like, you know, like dudes never figured it out, but I figured it out a long time ago, like on another subject, you see a chick with an overbite, you better get with her. <laughs> Cause she sucks her thumb. She's not at the oral. She's not the oral phase yet. That girl ugly, man. She got an overbite. Look, like I said, ain't no woman ugly when she's sucking you off. It's a joke. I say that. Let's <laughs> tell you right there. They don't know. So you, can't, you can't push it on them. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> tell you some old tricks. When I was like a teenager. You get an overbite girl with you. You cuddle up with a little watch TV. You lay back on the couch. You know. Let her lay her head on your stomach. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, know, man. I refuse to laugh at any more of your um of your jokes that might <laughs> might give me away. <laughs> if the shoe fits. <laughs> I'm not That's laughing. <laughs> predictable certain sexuality, certain things, you know, how predictable it is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not always predictable per se, but certain signs that you see give you, it's like when, when you're used to being in the field, you know, you're in a new job and they're teaching you, but it's different when you get in the field because a lot of the things you learn in the books, you're going to have to toss away. So when you're in the field in life at the time, you pick up on a lot of things and it's simply amazing. You know, it's like right there in front of you, if you can read it. And still, you'll be shocked. Things will be unpredictable. You just don't know. You know, that's the amazing journey when you explore each other. And like I said, we're talking open tonight. And, you know, I usually don't go in on topics. So people would misunderstand me. Like, he's talking so spiritual. Now he's talking. And it's not glorifying the past, but these things happen. And they happen you know, all through life, maybe maybe not as much as you get older, but because you know yourself then, you, know, you can let your engine idle a little bit. But all oh, hell, when you take it on the track, you know exactly where you want to go. 
You know what I mean? So that's part of the journey too. And I guess once we leave these bodies, certain things won't be there, but um, life force and, and sexuality to me will still I hope remain. That's still there. Yeah. Well, it'll remain. It'll remain in a different way. It's part of life yeah. force. Yeah. But you'll be able to express it a different way, feel it a different way. So it'll be more yeah. highly spiritual. It'll be, right. it's almost right. like it'll be exactly what you would have wished to experience here. But right. you, at a higher level, on a higher level, well, maybe that's what I'm hunger for with all my life because yeah. I yeah. was introduced to the physical so early. Yeah. So maybe that's it right there, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then when, with that now, like to me, the physical body is like a bicycle with training wheels. You're riding the bike, but you're saying the training wheels are holding me up. It's about the training wheels. When you're free of the body, you're on the bike, you can lean, you can maneuver. But you know balance now. And the bike ride becomes more enjoyable because when you're on a bike with trader wheels, you, you turn it all straight up. <laughs> you know, you're not leaning. You know, so <laughs> you're free of that. So it's not about dick and pussy anymore. It's it's the blending yeah. of the energies. The melding and the blending and the free flow of the energies. And and you needed this period as that training wheel period, as is that preliminary period before you before you're ready to go out in the field. Because that can't disappear because that's energy the same way, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's if you can go deep, it's a very wonderful journey to learn yourself, to learn what you're all about. And um, a sprinkling of lust doesn't hurt, you know, as long as it, that's not all it is. You know what I mean? What do you do? You get with somebody in the bedroom, even if it's a love thing, what are you going to do? I get so turned on reading the Wall Street Journal while I play with your nipples. You know, no, you're thinking about, you know, and it's that might them. Work. And they, and, hey, you know, I've been down around Wall Street a whole lot. A lot of freaky things going down there. <laughs> Pass me the sports section, honey. <laughs> Feeling frisky with the sports section. You know, just as long as you the financial just, section. <laughs> right. Just as long as you don't ask me to pass you the section with the obituaries. I'm getting exactly. <laughs> Well, she's the necrophilia. Uh, Did I just drink that taste of funny? My legs are stiffening up. <laughs> uh. You never know, so you can't really, you can't really say, you know, what people will do or what people find fascinating. It's just well, after bestiality, we don't know what's coming. We don't want to get the oh LGBTQ God. thing, oh pedophilia, on the horizon oh coming soon here. And I, I do feel the whole pet thing, the animal thing is after that. And then after the animal thing, it's going to be necrophilia. But I and, did and send you members. Go ahead. Yeah. You did? Yeah, they're already doing that. They're already, they've, they've no, passed what? the law or they've, they've been protesting to have, you know, the right to be with their um their animal, whatever that animal happens oh, to no, be. Oh, no, no, I'm talking necrophilia. No, I know that part well, already. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine, yeah. imagine and, and they're going to bring it out innocently, too. They're going to say, you know, uh, a woman and mm-hmm. a man, they were married, and, and mm-hmm. you know, it's no big thing for them, and they know the energy is out the body, but they want one more night mm-hmm. with their loved one to love. And these will be straight freaks who are just into that anyway. It's not about, this you know, they'll push it. This is where you're going to see a whole lot of diseases and um, and crazy shit because there's, you know, we, we think people have um, energy possessions now. 
it's it's going to mm-hmm. be off the chain if that if that ever becomes you know an acceptable thing it's going to be off the chain people are going to be walking around here totally messed up whether it's in their physical body or it's in their spiritual body they're going to be messed mm-hmm. up if that becomes a thing <laughs> oh my mm-hmm. god <laughs> no 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 mm get mm-hmm. on for real and then you Come get with math and it'll tell you and you get sick and you get sick yeah and you join up with that spirit no stay to myself or you with a person and you find pictures of the last time they made love to their loved one that was dead for like five days <laughs> That's sick. You're giving dead oral to a corpse. Oh my God, Lance. Oh my God. But you know what? And it pushed you so much and for so many years now you find this out. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) This that kind of situation is when you know somebody their brain flipped. That's not that's not going to be one of those situations where, oh, this is just something that I, this, that's going to be a situation I, I, that I look at as something where that person, they were either so in love or so much into that individual, right? Mm-hmm. That if it's, if it's a situation that it happens at home, their brain flips, their yeah. mind, their mind just totally went a kilter. And they can't even understand that this this person is now gone and whatever they share, because it probably was just so beautiful, so sweet. They were just so connected that this has now gone forever. And I know people might think, oh, shit, she just lost her mind. But I'm just trying to make sense out of the po- how that could possibly happen, y- y- you know, mm-hmm. not in a sick, mm-hmm. not in a sick kind of way. Mm hmm. This could have from reality. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this is not this is not um, this is not a man and woman relationship thing. But I'm just gonna say this. I have I have a friend. You know, her sister mm-hmm. lived with lived with her daughter up in um, up in the Bronx, right? And they didn't hear from they didn't hear from the sister or the niece for quite some time. So, you know, somebody was trying to find out what's going on. And then they got a call saying that um, there was this odor coming from the sister's apartment. Mm-hmm. And they got the police to go over there. They're thinking now both of them are in there dead, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they go in there and the sister is living in the house with her daughter who committed suicide by hanging herself off the door. And okay. she's in the house with the daughter and she was just there. She, like she couldn't bring herself to accept the fact that this had happened and she needs to call them to come and take the, the, um, the body. So mm-hmm. that's why. And I just use that as an example of how that could happen with people in a relationship. Yeah. Especially when it depended on them, not just for finances, but emotional dependence. And they may, right. may, may have a void in their life earlier on. And so they live out in the country, not too far from the city, but enough to have a, you know, um, I don't know if you saw the pictures years ago. 
Young guy got killed. Must have been his late twenties. And they had a different kind of funeral. They had a funeral where, number one, he was sitting down at the table, propped up with dark glasses on. That's what made the most. I've seen it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Then they had him standing up. They had him propped up somehow. You know, they had his hands on go through gang signs. I don't know. <laughs> that mortician had a lot of work. <laughs> mm -hmm. I put the fingers this way. <laughs> They broke, they broke some bones, boy. <laughs> yeah, I've seen yeah. it. I've seen the one where he's sitting in the in the um, big old chair next to the next to the coffin, like they have him uh -huh. sitting up. <laughs> I would have taken one good. look and turn around and left. <laughs> mm -hmm. so get himself in the afternoon. No, no way. Mm -mm. Walk into that walk, walk in there and see that that thing sitting in a chair. I am out of there. I don't need to see anymore. That's it. I'm done. Mm -mm. Or, or you go, you see it, you go to the bathroom, come back, and it's gone. Where you go? <laughs> I know we, I know we're going off topic. I don't like going to the bathroom in funeral homes. I do not want to go to the. <laughs> Why? Tell us about that one. Cause just like how you, just like how you almost killed yourself going up the steps because the girl sent you down to the um. Yeah, and I by them bodies. Well, and I'm gonna sit like he hit my ass. <laughs> oh, oh, look, I was hanging the fan. She said, "Go cut the power off." I said, "No, I can hang it like this because I know I'm not gonna become a circuit. There's certain wires, you know." Right. Cut the power. No, I insist. Cut the power. Okay. Well, you got to walk downstairs. Right? And that's the other floor. You got to walk down to the first floor, uh -uh. then down to the basement. Uh -uh. It's a little chilly down there, but, you know, and they don't leave the bodies out like that at the time, but they were setting up to work early in the morning on them. And I guess they prepped them the night before. And they were on these slabs. And I had to, it was dark, pitch black. And I had to walk past. I would die. She said, walk straight. Whatever you just walk straight. I said, okay. I wasn't thinking nothing about it. And they had like a little stop sign, the stoplight glow in the dark thing. I pulled it once, pulled it twice. I was right by the circuit breaker. Boom, boom, knocked it out. And then I had to cut that light out. But I realized I brushed by something and I turned around and looked. And I had to pass these two bodies that were laying close next to each other. And one of the arms are like a little, like maybe it fell off the thing. It was like laying, the, it was like stiff, but all <laughs> like hold up. That's the part that freaked me out. Like, Is this thing holding his own arm up? It should have just dropped. <laughs> so, so she's like, whatever you do, make sure to cut the light off. I should have left it on the run, but I, can I leave it on the run? I cut it off no. and I had to go in the back and pass these things thinking it's going to grab me. Oh my I gosh. And the first step I hit, my foot mm -hmm. slid and hit the other one because I was trying to get up, get some power going to mm -hmm. the steps. Because in my mind, in my mind, them things got up and was trying to get me. <laughs> I didn't care. Ran to the second floor. I'm still getting it because it was dark. Because her mother lived on the second floor. It was like she cut the light out or something. Oh, I couldn't see in that apartment, oh, but the God. whole light was cut out. Why would you do this to me? So I'm thinking about like I'm running up steps. I can't even see. I could what never live in a house like that. And it's wide open. 
She left her door open. Uh, my family. I couldn't do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know what? I'm talking from a perspective of never having done anything like that. You know, I guess. Well, well you, you know, my old girlfriend, what she used to do, she partnered up with a, with a, with a, with a funeral home. <laughs> And she was a beautician. She'd go do their hair. I guess that's the yeah. best way to get over your fear. You know, is to, no, I'm well, not doing it. I'm not, I'm not going up in there. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to come home. <sighs> I feel like making love. I ain't making nothing tonight. You didn't have your hands on dead people. I, I don't know that like that. Go, go, go scrub yourself. Where's the, where's the Florida water? <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> mm -mm, no way. Get the Florida okay. water. Mm -mm, no <laughs> <good>. <laughs> you gotta you gotta wash down yourself, man. Can't do that. Go to the bath. No way. Yeah. 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 No okay. Mm -mm. All right, let's roll back around to topic at hand. I don't know how you're gonna <laughs> do that, but <laughs> Well, well, you know, it's easy to do. <laughs> it ain't hard. <laughs> That's easy. Yeah, back to the uh, oral or the intercourse. Yeah, right. Oral or yes. the intercourse. Yes, indeed. Yes. What? And it was really a novelty to say, really, so people can think. Yeah. It was like you gonna really have to have that choice. Right. You know what I mean, right. but just to make right. you think, right. like, wow, you know, you can break this down this way and make you think what it is about each facet that yeah. you like what you can't live without because it'd be really inhumane to say you got to choose one or the other that wouldn't be right that wouldn't you be know? right but like i was just i was just um having a little conversation in the back you know on the messages um and this is something that you always joke about from time to time you kind of have to think about it because mm -hmm. You know, when you're when you're having intercourse, of course, we're using body parts that have to function a certain way, you know, especially for the man, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's got to be able to function. Right. Yep. And Maybe sometimes that's the only choice you have because the man may be sick or, you know, exactly, exactly. Or it, you know, it's it still works, but it's not going to work as efficient as it would right. in the, you know, in the past. So or you have women with health issues that, that need that lubricant or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Or they just yeah. really, they can't, they can't tolerate it, it anymore. Right. 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 You know, so mm -hmm. that, that other aspect has to be available because if you're with someone mm -hmm. who has always been like, oh, no, I ain't doing that. Then you're, you know, like you're really messed up if they can't, you know, they're, <laughs> you know, that's messed up though. <clears throat> yeah. To reject you that way. I'm not doing that. Like, damn, exactly. what am I nasty? Exactly. Especially when you look at the whole overall feel of the relationship, right? Like, you know, if you really care for the person, that's that's that bad rejection, man. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. What, what you gonna be mad? Like, not that it's the act. And and it's not always like the the act itself by itself. When a woman is receiving oral and she really sees that this man is enjoying himself because he's pleasing her and she feels pleased and he feels pleased that she's pleased and this thing keeps 
going on like the barbershop mirrors. You know what I mean? You have a mirror in front of you. <laughs> right. The, 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 yeah. Infinity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the red, with the, the red, white, and blue um, chevron thing that's always going around. Like you look and you, you just, all you see is that red, white, and blue barber. It's uh-huh. that barbershop sing, um, sign, you know, that, yeah. that, cylinder thing that's red white and blue and you just keep seeing it all the way down all the way exactly exactly so it's like it's never ending so it's it's more about acceptance and and proper submission like i'm submitting to you to pleasure you right but when she knows that you're enjoying yourself right it's a wonderful thing it's like he's really you know and that you know, because a lot of women sometimes they don't feel so beautiful down there. A lot of times, surprisingly, you know, that's not. It's 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 a true. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Especially older women, older women yeah. who have who have never looked at themselves, and then they look at themselves. And I've heard this. You know where. You know, someone said, "Is um, this is the ugly thing that these men are going crazy over?" They looked. They literally okay. looked at themselves and called and called mm-hmm. themselves ugly. This is the well, ugly thing woman, that men are really going crazy over. Every woman has to have that handheld mirror and that little mm-hmm. stool, little bench next to a mirror. They can put the one leg up, put the light, and then look down. <laughs> and a lot of them don't like what they see. I'm just, you know, exactly. that's what I'm so, talking about. They don't like what they see. So if they get with somebody who rejects them orally. Exactly. Like, it doesn't have to be just in that specific way, but even if she doesn't require it, but if she gets that, see, see, this is why that's, this is so important. It's not just about, oh, just the act. Because to me, the world, the engineered man-made world has made that particular <laughs> act an ugly thing, a nasty thing, a trashy thing, a common thing. It's a beautiful thing. It should be, you know, I mean, in your intimacies where mm-hmm. you let that woman know how beautiful she is and let her know right. how good she tastes if she does taste good. You know what I mean? But, you know, she keeps herself all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of women and men who don't take care of themselves, they can't get that reverence. But if, right. if you can tell, and if, if she is, you know, flowing over with confidence and you still give her that feeling, it ain't just the physical feeling to make her have an orgasm. Because orgasm is triggered by that acceptance also, mm. and that and that enjoyment, like wow, he but not fake, but I mean really, and, when you get into right and, and knowing that you're taking your time because you want to take your time, because a lot of women, a lot of women in this society nowadays, where men do it, but they don't really do it to the to the real enjoyment of the women that they're with a lot of a lot of women feel pressured to have an orgasm quickly because they don't know what is the time frame that they're working with when when these men you know perform for on them they don't know so they don't you know it it should be where the man tells us straight out please don't rush try not to come you know what i mean and keep it there like yeah. If she gets to us, you have to be receptive and read into. But if you're not connected, you're not going to know. She might just get to that point and, you know, and, and then she may not want to express it or she'll hold in the expression mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. because they're uptight, because they feel that I might be unattractive down there. And no man has maybe adored them that way. Right. That's a beautiful place to be. You know what I mean? Right. right. 
Right. And they should be made That's, to feel that way. Yeah. yeah. Because now if you can appreciate that after no man has, yeah, men jump on you, stick it in and come and leave and whatnot. But if you really, really, you know, that's a whole different thing. So the results of that and the results of intercourse can be vastly different. You see, because right. if it, some men just jump on you and have intercourse and that's it. And they, and they expect to get oral sex back. You know what I mean? See, that's the unfair <laughs> part of this whole, that's, that's the unfair aspect of Thank you.